I see people like you. I see people like my mother who's going through a huge change in her life. And I see people like my father, people like my older, my younger sister, and they work so hard. And I'm not jealous and I'm not like I wish I was them. But it reminds me of everybody who wants to be someone their younger self would be proud of. And when you when you ask what you're passionate about and what you're doing and if it like what means stuff something to you. And I don't fucking know. But that emotion that I had when I was younger, it making me feel this right now, that has to mean something. And every time I'm reminded of it, I'm like, holy shit, that's what your younger self wanted. And you got to try really hard to get it because if you don't, what are you doing? I was like, fuck, I really want to go to Boston. And I really want to see New York. And I was like, yeah. fuck it. And I drove like 18 hours. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's so cool. They just it. pick up and go. I wish yeah. I could do that. I know that's what you talk about, too. You and when I, I don't know if it was your first episode or like one of your most, more recent ones. You were like, you always say that, like, why can't you just go? Why can't you just get up and go? And you're like, fuck it. I actually did it. And like, yeah, I, I, I'm saying that now. Like, I wish I could do it, but I'm, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, no. So there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff. Or right, before we get into it, because I'm I'm very very excited about this podcast. Welcome back to your joys, everybody. It's Cage, your guy. I'll be replacing a little voice inside Joe for now, giving you a break from the constant internal monologue that is the human mind. I want to say first, thank you for listening and viewing on whatever platform you're on. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, drop a like in this video, um, so other people can find the voyage at Joyage Podcast. Now it's not at Joyage Clips anymore. We switched the podcast. We got a new logo and everything. Uh, it's dope. Maybe a new song. We had a new intro. So everything's dope. Today we have a, a wonderful guest, uh, a wonderful, wonderful guest, a very exciting guest for me yeah. uh, because I'm a podcaster. He's a podcaster. We got Mark uh, with the MGC podcast. Yes, Welcome, Mark. sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this dude, so not this dude, uh, Easton is who connected us originally. And uh, you and him had a podcast and I listened to that podcast. It finally came out. And uh, yeah, I, had, a I had a quick question though, because I was like, so when you record and then you upload, like, cause your YouTube is like, or like, your, I, I don't know if it was me being weird or if it was like the thing, but like I found on your YouTube and then like your other social medias, you have like episode 33 somewhere, then it'd be like episode 10. So they like, are they s separated on purpose or did I yeah. say that wrong? No, no, no. So I, so I have playlists on my YouTube too, and you can actually go see what episodes are when and I have a playlist called all MGC episodes and it's every episode in ah. order but on my regular video list um it goes in order but they're separated by my second series which is called screenshots which is a movie series and we re review uh, new movies and tv shows and stuff mm -hmm. so actually it's just separated by the movie series uh, uh podcast but um otherwise it's it's basically in order it's just chopped up by the other series yeah I don't know if I was answering that correctly I think that's what no I mean yeah I was okay. just wondering um I just, I didn't know if it was like my computer messing up, but oh, no, um, no, do no, you no. want to, do you want to give me like some backstory? Cause I saw, I, I watched a lot of your, I've watched like hundreds of your TikTok clips. And all the clips. <laughs> Thank you so but, like, much, I, by the way. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe this, this guy has got enough time to all the shit you're doing and you got time to look at my, my guard. Like I thought I was busy and, and, <laughs> and I, every time I open up my TikTok, cause I have like a time limit on it. So I can't go into it all the time. And I look at it, and it's like, Cade like this. Cade commented this. I'm like, this guy's the fucking man. Like, how, do, how does he have time to do this? No, so I, um, the last episode I recorded, I didn't post yet, but he kind of asked me the same question about why I do and how I do. And 
or usually my answer is this, which I'm about to give, and it's the most weird answer, I guess. But there's this kid from my high school, and he started a podcast, and I really didn't like him. He was never mean to me. I just didn't like his character. Like he wasn't like a nice person. So I was like, "Fuck him!" I bet I could do better. And then I did it, and I I'm not that as much better. I mean, like whatever. But <laughs> I I did it. He doesn't even post anymore. But the other thing is, I went to Scott, uh, college, um, got my uh, what's it called, my two year degree, and then I wanted to go to university in Georgia. Um, so I did that, and I was there, and I was there for three months. And the entire time, I fucking hated it, and. I hated it so much where I was just binge watching uh, the boys TV show on Amazon. I was watching a whole bunch of YouTube and I was watching this YouTuber and he was, uh, he went out into the, like the wild and he was um, just lived out there. He like brought food rations. Like look, he looked like he was having so much fun and he recorded the whole thing. And I said to myself, if I can make it home um, and I can make myself feel good about going home, I'm going to try to do YouTube. I've always wanted to try and I haven't done it. I have, I purchased um, editing software. I purchased all these things and I never learned how they do it. So I said, if I get home, I'm going to try. So I got home and I made, I think five YouTube channels. Uh, one was about gaming. Yeah, dude. Why? There's so many yeah. YouTube channels. I made, I made, <laughs> I made one about gaming. <laughs> I made one about um, nature. I made one about shit. I just like ranted and made stupid videos. Um, you subscribed to that one. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot this channel existed. I might post on that one again, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I made one about writing. Um, I made one no one knows about. And I made the podcast. So that's six. I made six channels, but the podcast was the last one I made. And for six or seven months, I would make 34 to 39 videos a month. And Oh, my God. Yeah, it was recording, editing. It was a oh lot of shit. God. And once a week, I'd go on a hike to record that. I'd make like four or five gaming videos a week. I'd make uh, two writing videos a week. Um, it was rough. And I was like, holy shit, this, this isn't working. This is horrible. <laughs> and, um, and then I was mowing my lawn in my mother's backyard. And, you know, I always listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to the HD podcast. I listen to like the Funhouse. Or I listen to uh, Internet Today. I just listen to a whole bunch of shit. I was like, this is really cool. I, I, I like learning about these things. And that's not what got me into podcasting. Later, like a month later, I walk into my mother's house and my little sister has a friend over. His name's CJ. And um, he looked like he was having a really hard time. And my sister was talking to him. And I, was, and I was totally not involved in this conversation, but very impolitely. But it ended up working out. I put myself in the conversation. And I asked him what's going on. And he was uh, 18 at the time. I think 18, 18 or 17. And he was telling me all this shit that's going on in his life and how like he was getting kicked out of his house. He was walking around like the neighborhood, the town forever. Like he couldn't, like his friends would see him walking on the street and they'd be like, what are you doing? Get in my car. Like what's happening? Like it was very stressful. And, um, I had a, an incredible conversation with him and I realized I do that with a lot of people and I'm about to do it with you right now. And I was like, you know what? I'm relatively speaking pretty good at just talking to people, whether or not my information you know, has any merit. I'm, good at conversing. So why don't I try it? So I moved to my father's house and I set up a studio and now I'm, I'm here and I'm giving myself until I'm 25. So that's in a year and like 20 days, I think. And if I can't r realistically see myself doing this by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have to figure something else out.
Are you doing this full time right now? Because I know you told me you're a fitness instructor. Like, how the hell did you fit all this time in yeah. with uh, with work? <laughs> well, I actually have to go to work in, I think, three or four hours. Um, I, I don't work full time. I work part time, mm-hmm. um, which really sucks because I don't know what the minimum wage is in your state or whatever state you're being in or how uh, your uh, travel job works. But I, in 2016, I was making $15 an hour in a state where the minimum wage was like eight twenty-five or something. So, so that's a fucking lot of money, you know? And, yeah. and, and now because the minimum wage is raising, my, the, the value of my wage is decreasing because I'm staying at 15 and the minimum wage in two years is going to be 15. So right now I'm okay. Like I can pay like my student loans. I, if I have any bills, I, I can get it done um, with my part-time salary or wage, whatever. Um, so I'm fine with where I am. I'm very comfortable with doing three, four days a week. But in the future, it's going to be harder. And that's why I'm giving myself like a year to figure it out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because when I, was in, when I was in high school, I remember I would take those tests that they were like, what are you good at? What kind of job do you think you'll get in the future? And they were all like, oh, you're good at talking to people. And like or maybe a couple more things. But it was always like clerk. You know, you might be a clerk. You might, you might be, be a like clerk. A- and I was just like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, there's no way. Like, I am way too, like, intelligent. Like, there's no fucking way. You I have more to be a offer, librarian? But... <laughs> and I was just like, damn, like, that kind of sucks. And I was like, whatever, I'll be a professional soccer player. And that was, like, the plan. Um, so it's kind of funny uh, that I'm doing podcasts because uh, it's, like, the exact thing that would have made sense. I mean, high school wasn't really a thing. Podcasts, that was, like, 2016 or 2015. So I don't know how big podcasts were at that point. I think they're but... pretty big because uh... – what, Joe Rogan? I think Joe Rogan started in 2012 or 2011. So that was it in like were people doing podcasts? No, or just a few? but I can imagine in like two years. You said 2016, right? Yeah, 2015 probably is when I could have started. I yeah, I can imagine they got pretty big in like three or four years since uh, people really started to do it. Because I remember I I, gotcha. I started listening, I think in 2017. So, I mean, like they got they got pretty big. Um, I'm not too sure though. Don't quote me. Do you um do you see yourself podcasting full time? Like why why did you? Well, I guess why did you start six YouTube channels? Partially, why did you start so many different ones? Is it just to like not miss any opportunity or? That's a good question. I mean, I guess it's something I kind of left out uh, when I just answered it before. Um, I have like a really unhealthy uh relationship with um, I guess my myself, and I don't mean like. I'm destructive towards myself or I hurt myself or like anything like that. I really just don't know who I am. I don't think anyone really knows who they are. And, you know, I said this to Easton. I said this to really everyone I've had on in the last episode I recorded but didn't post yet. I said it to him too that, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I want... I want purpose. I want. I want to feel fulfilled. I want meaning, and I think everyone does. And that's that's something that's an easy thing to want because no shit, everyone fucking wants to feel like they have a reason to be alive. And I I ask people a few questions, and I say to them, when you're living, when you're alive, right? You, you there's two questions uh, you need to answer, and the first one is how do you survive? How do you live? Right? And the usual answer is by any means necessary. I will do whatever it takes to remain living. And the second question is, why do you live? And that's the hardest question anyone could really ask you, and most of the time anyway, because the reason why you decide to keep going, why you decide to survive, that's incredibly hard to answer, especially for people that have no children, uh, for people that might not have any parents or uh, siblings, like for people that have no family, not that I don't have a family, I do, but 
for people that don't have anything to keep alive, to keep working for, why, why do it? Why do it? So I do this podcast. I do my stuff because I am trying to, I guess, find purpose. And it's very selfish. It's honestly very selfish. I don't try to trick people into, into thinking that I'm doing this to help other people. If that happens along the way, fuck yeah. No, I'm doing this to help me. I need to understand who I am, what I am, and why I am. And if I can't do that, then we're in big trouble. Um, so I'm doing this because I need to figure out who I am. And I was really hoping, and maybe I'm correct in a, in a few months, or maybe I'll figure it out. But really hoping that this would give me some insight as to who I am and why I am. I think it has, dude. I think, I mean, I, I watched a couple of your earlier podcasts and you can see, I mean, just, just as like a podcasting thing specifically, like you've grown as a interviewer and like ways to push a conversation and all that stuff. But my favorite part about podcasting is I remember someone had told me that the reason they're like an adrenaline junkie is because it forces you to be present when most of the time it's so hard to just, you know, like sit on a chair and not be on your phone and just kind of like be. And so much, so many people struggle with that. And I was like, you know what? After a couple months of podcasting, I noticed um, when you're, especially when you're interviewing someone, but even if you do a podcast by yourself, because I, I do it for the exact same reason it sounds like that you did. Um, so we're pretty much on the same page there. But when you're interviewing someone, it's only this like moment. Like I can't focus on anything else. If I focus on anything else, I'm not going to be able to, to like do this. You know what I mean? And so it forces you to be super, super present in like a different way because you don't think about it because you're so like focused on the interview. You don't want to be like daydreaming or thinking about this and that because you're going to miss something they said or you, you miss a great opportunity for a segue or whatever, all the things that we have to think about in our heads. Um, and it's so powerful. You know, you get two hours of like focus and just like pure, just being present. And Easton talks about that all the time where he was like, um, you know, there's no, like, I don't know if you've read the power of now or any of those kind of books, where they talk about the fact that you can't be somewhere in the future. Like you can't be free in the future. You can only be free right at this moment as the moments go, because there's no moment like in three months where you go, ah, oh, I'm good. You know, it'll just happen like during the days. And then the rest of the time, you're just kind of anxious anyway. Like Easton said, uh, you do it anyway, you do it anxiously. So even if you're nervous and self-doubting, you go anyway. And uh, that, dude, that podcast had so many great insights. If you haven't for anyone listening, if you want a great podcast, you should definitely listen to that episode. I'll link it below. Um, man, I was I was on a walk and I was listening to that and I was like, damn, there's so many good things in this podcast. Thank you, Kate. That 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 means a lot. I think it's, uh, I think you would feel the same way when I say that. Hearing stuff like that, getting comments, uh, whether in real life or online, uh, it means a lot when people say shit like that. Because um, like maybe for people on Twitch or people that live stream, you get feedback. Uh, not easily, but like when it comes, you're like there in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But on YouTube, like people might click, but like you don't even know if they're really watching or listening. So when they comment, though, oh my gosh, it's incredible. Well, what we're doing is great because I saw in your TikTok, it's, it's mainly clips just like me. And so for me, like the way my brain works is I want this as a this is like a 20 year vision for me. This is the only thing in my life that is like I have a, an actual vision for. This is something I want to do, even if I'm not being paid for. It's just fun. You know, like this is cool. Yeah, like, you've made talking. some pretty great progress. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but for me, like I want to cultivate an audience too. Like I might as well. Um, and yeah, it's just like you said, it's selfish. Like I, I want it for me. But if I can help people, then dope. And if you can make a community, if you can grow a community from the ground up, you know, from like zero subscribers, 
and actually cultivate like a core audience. Like I have like now probably 40 to 50 like loyal people every single time tuning in and listening to what I'm having to talk about. So the course of like 20 years, I'm like, well, that that should work. You know, like it should keep going a couple every month even. And um, that's how I feel like you should build a brand, even though it's not how I thought about it at first. It's just kind of how it happened. And with TikTok, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on this. With TikTok and TikTok growth and TikTok branding, the people who are blowing up on TikTok, I don't know how strong their fan base is because it's all short form content. I don't know how much you can fit that's like valuable in a, in a 60 second clip versus if someone listens to a two hour, two hour podcast, they're way more invested in you, right? So I could give you a really good example of <clears throat> what you're saying on my side because um, I'm not going to give a name because it'd be very rude of me, but there is a, a podcast I did and I had such a blast. Like one of the best guests in terms of energy I've ever had. Incredible. So much fun. Um, he was the fucking man. Uh, he has a lot of TikTok followers, and I mean a lot. <laughs> and I was so excited, I was like, "Oh shit!" Me and him are yeah. gonna talk. It was gonna be a great time. No, so many people are gonna like watch it. He got like compared to his TikTok followers, like basically zero views. He got views, of course, but basically zero, relatively speaking, to his followers. And yeah. I realized it's because. Unfor- Although he is magnificent to talk to, and he has very valuable information, most people don't care about what he has to say. They just care about what mm. he does in those five seconds, 15 seconds. And I realized, I'm like, holy shit, there's the divide. I found it. People don't give a shit. People don't care. Because his, unlike Easton or unlike you, his TikTok wasn't about uh, vocalizing his opinions. It was about um, it was about other things. I don't want to give too much away because it wouldn't be right of me, but... It's about other things. And I thought it was the most incredible thing. It's so fascinating and I love it. And he's amazing. But his audience isn't interested in what he has to say. They're interested in what he does. Um, so I realized that. So yeah, so on TikTok, you, like you're saying, it's short form content versus long form content. And you're totally right. Like most people aren't going to give this the time of day. And if they do, it's going to be about 45 seconds, like at most. Um and it's because they're busy too. They got dreams. They got things they want to do. And and like I said, they don't most usually they don't care about what we have to say unless like five seconds, two seconds. So you're right. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's hard to uh, make that transition. Yeah, and what I know super early on with the podcast specifically was I was like, damn, it, this is gonna take fucking forever. This is gonna take so long to get to just get followers and like that's not that's not honestly it's really not what it's about but it's sort of what i mean it's in the top three priorities of the podcast you know like you want to grow the fan base but i want to grow the right one like i've had so you well you wouldn't know this but i was a fitness influencer at one point <laughs> a long a while back in like 2017 i think i actually maybe i mentioned it earlier but um and i had like a i had like twelve thousand followers like it was a legit thing and i was getting like um clothes and like all the free clothes and all that stuff and I deleted that Instagram. I deleted the entire persona of that fitness person because I got so tired of it. And I was like, dude, it's not even worth it. Like, I don't want this audience, you know? It's so, t- like, the well, the audience I cultivated was, like, t- it was very toxic in my head because it was all, like, body focus and they didn't give a shit about anything I was doing or I was interested. It was just, like, how I looked because that's what I was, you know, posting. And I was like, damn, it's really not about the audience. It's about, like, the specific audience that you want. So you make the content that's going to bring the people that you want in your community. I don't I don't care to get a viral TikTok if it's not people I'm interested in keeping around, you know? Like so when Gary Vee talks about these like grow that core or uh, Tim Ferriss even grow that core audience because that's who's going to back you up and that's who's going to make the rough times work. 
because you need that. It doesn't have to be a thousand people. It could be 50 or 10. Um, but those people are so important, especially when you're doing something like this, that's just going to take forever to cultivate. That's what, um, I don't know if you ever tried to do Twitch, but, um, when you start doing Twitch, they give you like basically like motivational videos to watch. And there's other, uh, Twitch streamers telling you what to do and what not to do and like how things work. And they're saying basically the same thing you're saying is that, and I say it all the time is you, I promise I promise, and you already know because you have a little bit of a following, for, but for anyone else out there that has nothing, I fucking promise there's an audience for you out there. There is. There's almost 8 billion people on this planet. There's an audience out there for you. The hard part is not having an audience. The hard part is finding the audience, yeah. um, but they're there, I promise, and once, I know it sounds like a lot, but once you have a thousand real uh, followers, real supporters. You don't have to worry about anything else because they are going to do so much for you. Now, personally, I just want to get the fucking 200 because I've got a large family. <laughs> like, I've got a large family, kid. So I'm like, okay, once I get the 200, I can confidently say that's not all my family. Um, <laughs> so that's all I want. But I, I, I t yeah, you need that, that strong core um, supporting. Uh, and if you don't, you just got to keep going till you get there. But like you were kind of saying, don't be someone that's not you. Because when you get there, when you get that core audience, you're gonna hate yourself if you got there without being yourself. Yeah, you want it to. You want it to be like do it right. You know, you want it to be right. If you don't do it right and you win, fuck. You know, like dang, that sucks. You know that that's the worst. You know, I was be so I was getting. Bad. I would post a picture, get a bunch of likes. You know, feed my ego for six seconds, literally, <laughs> and then be like. <sighs> even more discontent and that whole s the hamster wheel, you know, of just chasing and chasing and chasing. I was ripped, Mark. I was bro, you were fucking, like you fucking huge. Holy shit, bro. I saw your back. You look like fucking Hugh Jackman. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. But dude, in 2017, it was like another level. I looked, I was peeled, you know, but it wasn't enough. Like that was the weird thing. I was peeled when I see those pictures. It was, it was weird how fit I was. But it, it didn't feel good. It didn't look good. And I didn't I didn't even feel fit. I remember pinching my stomach going, fuck. You know, yeah, if I just lose this, toxic, then I would man. be happy. Super toxic. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm glad I got out of there. Um, but also, uh, with your podcasting, um, I, I tried to go through like as many videos as I could. I couldn't find any interviews of you. Have you ever been in an interview? This is my first time. Let's fucking go. Let's, Let's fucking go. go. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time someone chose to interview me. Um I um I'm I have a problem though, because I talk a fucking lot. Like I can't stop. Um and I'm trying to get better at like, you know, sharing time with people, but I do talk a lot. Um so I, I, I knew I was like, I can't do anything of myself, at least not yet on my own channel. I'm gonna try to make it about everybody else before I make it about myself. Um because also that comes off a lot better in my in my opinion. Especially for me, because I know you do like clips on your YouTube channel. Like you do more stuff than I do. Um, all of my shit is just an hour, two hours, an hour, two hours. So I don't want to make one of those just me yet. Um, but you started, you started with. Um, I, I don't want to talk about the person because he's kind of in hot water still. But Chris D'Elia, he's a comedian and he has the um a podcast where he just talks to the camera about whatever the fuck he finds online that shit's funny it's f fucking cool and yeah. you you have the gift of gab right where you can just talk without you know <laughs> getting interrupted by yourself um so i think uh you were really good at that because that's what you wanted originally 
what I wanted originally was to get somebody else on. So I think that's just that's how crazy because we have totally like switched beginning points then because like yeah i never wanted to interview people it was never ever going to be a guest podcast and i did one just because i was like oh, i want to just try it but I, after that i was like nah that's i don't want this to be a thing and then i'm just like do one after uh, another and i was like you know what like this is actually fun i'm good at, i'm getting better at it and uh i'm learning about myself more than i ever did on the ones by myself even though those opened up the door i think um and i think i think you would do well they're more for like venting and i don't know man people can listen to that you know like you I've listened to some of your like one two minute rants, and I know you have more. And I, I know do. You, and I, I, I privated all of them pop- though. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you're talking that you're thinking like, "Oh shit, I probably should stop talking soon." It's been like two minutes. Like that's what I think about if I start rambling too much. Yeah. Um, on my interviews, because I'm like, shoot, this is supposed to be about them, and I've been talking for two and a half minutes, and I haven't gotten to a point yet. <laughs> yeah. I just forget. It's um, so stupid, bro. You're because you're right, man. I fucking I'm so bad. I <laughs> someone commented recently. On my only, it's only on my second episode. It's with my friend uh, Jessica. My second episode, someone commented, "Bro, let your like, dude, let your guest speak." And I was like, "Yo, this guy's mother, he's fucking right." And I fucking <laughs> hate that he's right. So I commented, "Hey, man, thanks for commenting. You're actually right. I'm doing my best to fix this." Blah blah blah. Um, and then he actually ended up subscribing because he he liked that I commented and was and thanked him for it. But um, that was only my second episode. Can't be too hard on myself. But he's right. I fucking talk so fucking much. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should try a podcast by yourself. It's kind of scary. It was it was a little nerve wracking, but after two minutes, you just start rambling and you forget that you can cut. Like you forget that you're the editor. So you yeah. can just pause. <laughs> you forget come up that with something you're the and editor. Go, okay, now we're good to go. <laughs> I I was so okay. MGC right? MGC stands for Mark Gerbino Connection, but it also stands for Movie Guests and Conspiracies. Um, right now I have a, oh, I have a, right now I have a movie podcast. I have a guest podcast, and I in like six seven months. If if it's if I can, I want to make a conspiracy podcast where we talk about like weird internet things, weird real life things, or political things. Like, whoa, what the fuck is that? Ah, um, that'd be a lot of fun. Don't know if I could do it, uh, because that would involve another person and a lot of logistic things. But thinking about okay, so maybe in a few months I'll do my own personal um podcast where it's like just specials, and I do it once a month, once every two months, and it's just me because I I can't I don't want to put too much on my plate, um. But I think I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I can just talk nonstop. Um, the problem is I want to make sure I have good reasons to t- talk nonstop. Because um, like you said before, you build your audience based on what you do. And it'd be hard to trans. At least it feels like it would. It'd be hard to transition uh, people into, okay, now Mark's just going to talk about something you didn't ask him to talk about, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Right now, and, uh, and I'm sure you'll understand, although you don't do it as much as I do with the guests, um, right now, the biggest thing getting people to my channel is that I'm inviting other people on. They are the they're my they're my fuel. Right now, I know they're doing me a favor. I'm not doing them a favor. Um, one day, though, if I have a good following, I will absolutely return that favor. So the only thing keeping my channel going is that I'm inviting other people onto it, and hopefully, I'll have enough of you know clout myself to keep it going with just myself. I'm sure you understand. I totally understand that. Um, I can, I honestly can't believe you're. Well, I guess th- they're all in the city and they're all around you. The people that you're inviting over, but I always wondered how people do that, like in person guest podcasts. Well, I mean, like it's because when I started this, so I was in, I was, I was building the studio. I was putting the wall up, putting the shelves up, getting everything, everything all good to go, and um, 
I didn't really, I knew who I wanted to ask on, but I didn't ask, ask yet. And I had like a list of like 12 people. And I was like, all right, I'm going to message them all, let them know what I'm going to do. And maybe like five or six of them said yes. And then I was like, this is hard to get one person every single week. But I, I ended up doing it. I just messaged people on Instagram and I have a pretty good like, uh, like script that I give people. And it's usually different <laughs> every time because I have to personalize it and stuff. But it's, it's basically like, listen, man, I know I'm small time, but, and it's true. Every, and not, none of it's a lie. I'm small time. Um, but look, I found your stuff and I really find it interesting. And if you want a, a piece, an individualized piece of long form content all about you, I'd love to facilitate that. I know you don't do that. I know you don't have that. And I want to be someone that can give that to you for you. Um, and most times they say yes um, because of how interested I was in in, in them. And yeah. I am interested in them. And they also get something that they don't have. Um, I, I give them a product. Um, but doing one guest a week became really hard. So now it's one guest every two weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the... Uh... The whole thing what you just said of bringing value, which is Easton's favorite word, you know, bringing value. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's cool. I didn't. Um, I never in my life had anything that I would have considered like cool because everything to me was just like normal. And uh, this is the first time probably that I've noticed where people are like, "Wow, that's so like you have a pot." But in my head, like I don't have a pot. There's no thing I have that's a podcast. It's just like the channel I launched. Um, but people like just normal people like my friends or whatever. Like, they all want to come on it and just, like, talk. And I think there's a, a huge push where people will just want to, like, purge their thoughts and just, like, be heard and feel heard. Yeah. And I did that with my parents. Like, that was one of the big things I've learned on this whole trip. And we'll probably get into it um, on our next uh, interview, uh, hopefully, where I'm in, in Jersey. But um, I fucking hope. Don't get oh, Yeah. I no, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> but I, like, opened up my parents. I was like, yeah, it's been a bunch of issues. And, like, I'm trying to heal all this trauma and whatever. And, uh... Just them like being willing to listen and then me just being able to speak at length and just tell them how I feel, not point fingers or anything, just be like, this is how I'm feeling, this is what happened and, and whatever. Just doing that fixed like 20 years of just like uncomfortable feelings and like awkward Thanksgivings, like literally like in one conversation and people are starting to realize the power of communication and words and it's starting to just like become a thing. You know, I feel like we're at the forefront. I still think we're early, even though we're late. I still think we're early. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Um, the earth is a weird place, man. Because you... Um, so I want to take what you were saying about how you want to expose yourself to the people you love so they understand, mm -hmm. right? And so they, mm -hmm. you can have a better relationship with yourself and others. And I think about that a lot where it's like, look what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to introduce people to me and I'm also trying to build an audience for myself so I can I can feel like I have a future, whether it involves this podcast or it doesn't. I feel like I have something of my own. I have ownership of a piece of this world. I want that. And it's very grandiose and kind of um, pompous to expect or want something like that. But most humans want greatness. And I, was, I always think, like, motherfuckers are going to be moving to Mars in, like, five years. And this galaxy is <laughs> fucking huge. And I... I'm so small-minded that I want to own a piece of this. And I feel like, wow, I can't believe how closed in I am. Everything is so much greater. And I think about all the greatness of the galaxy, of the universe, and how, like, there's so much out there, and all we can grasp is this little piece. And I, and I remember that every single time I want something, I remember, Mark, just remember, 
you are really fucking small. No matter how many people are going to like you, enjoy you, love you, you are almost meaningless. And um, it puts things into perspective because when I get stressed out for doing too much work, when I'm like, I, I want my family to realize this, I want them to um, know this, I want my friends to be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, what matters at the end of the day, I guess, and I hate saying this because I don't want it to be true because I, I like being like grand. I like being like, yeah, this is so cool. But honestly, truthfully, yeah. none of it really fucking matters at the end of the day. Um, speaking about values, it depends on what you value and what you want to own. Um, and I, I, I tried doing this, all this stuff, and I know you try to do all this stuff too. And it's, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I, with so much, so much is going on, and we want so much, but. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can't believe that I don't want to use the word wasting because that sounds wrong. I, but I can't believe we're wasting time doing this. Right. But it's because yeah. we're, we're humans and we want a piece of it. We want a piece of this world, you know? Yeah. And we don't even know what that means. No. We want it. I have no <laughs> idea what that means. Why? <laughs> well, we can, we can definitely get ex- I'm totally down to get existential, uh, uh, existential in this conversation. I'm going to fucking throw um, up thinking about this shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, and and the, you and Easton got into it a, a good bit, and I remember I wrote, fuck, I had to, this morning, I had to go and go back into the notes that I wrote. I did, like, a verbal one where I was walking and talking, and I would listen to your podcast. Every 30 seconds, you'd be like, oh, my God, pause. Pause. And pause, and I had, like, this entire thing in notes, and so definitely we're going to get existential in this conversation. We're going to go into some deep topics. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Actually, which I probably should say when you come over here, but I got to ask. Um, You write down notes for your podcast and i tried to do that and i don't like it i actually really hate it for myself and for you i I don't notice that you wrote down notes i i'd have no idea if if you didn't tell me but i do know other podcasters that do write down notes and when i watch their podcast i listen to it it's like really choppy because they're trying to stay Mm -hmm. on this like these skeleton notes and i'm like oh this is like awkward and cringy um so i was like i'm not gonna do that and I'm fine. With, I'm fine. Like I can do it without it. Um, I would just. I nev- nev- never seen somebody that has been able to take notes and not sound like they don't know what they're doing. Because you, I wouldn't know that you, you took notes. Well, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. I have to have it there. I don't actually. I usually. I don't really use it. It's just there. It's just like a comfort. Just in case, right? Knowing it's there. Yeah, and it's the same with. <laughs> I noticed this with food and snacks. If I went to like Disney World for eight hours, if I had snacks in my bag, I didn't even eat them. But if I didn't have snacks, bro, I was hungry all day. Understood. And so that's just how my like brain works. So I, I have all my notes and I do glance at them just to make sure I don't forget something because I'm ADHD as fuck and I'll forget an entire topic unless I just like quickly see it. And also I'm looking the days before I'm looking over the notes, I'm glancing over them, I'm seeing them. So they're kind of like burning themselves in like my uh, subconscious. So I don't forget about it on the conversation day. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. Having that like that, just in case. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I should, yeah, probably, yeah. I should so, probably do that. <laughs> well, and also, the, so the notes, I didn't actually keep, I mean, I have those notes, but I, I condensed into like two bullet points. Gotcha. Just like an entire topic. So that, that's how I mainly do it. I'll have like some prompts here and there. Um, if there's like a mini, con- like a sub conversation I want to have just about something quick, I'll just like put a little dash there. Um, like, for example, like on the notes here. Um, oh my god, Easton's texting me right now, actually. But yes. <laughs> Yo, wait. Should... I told him I wanted to interview a Mormon, and I was like, can you contact me with a Mormon? Wait, I gotta take a picture. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture for Easton. Do Keep it. talking. Wait, um, where the fuck is Easton? Hold on. Easton. 
You wait, I want to interview a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this girl I met on Bumble, um, shout out Sam. She's I was like telling her about it. She's like, you know, I'm actually an ex Mormon. Awesome. It's fucking. So I actually may be interviewing her. I may not need this connection, <laughs> but I told her I want to because I was in Utah for a couple weeks, and everything I heard was just my whole TikTok. Even now, is just mormon focus for some reason that's kind of cool but though i'm seeing it everywhere i'm like okay i need to know everything about mormons now that's that's fucking awesome talking to like okay that's the cool thing you could like i talk to a lot of normal regular people and we get a lot of information on each other that's great but the cool thing is talking to people that actually have something that they really believe in whether it's mormons christians uh uh jews or like if it's um someone that has like a certain type of like taboo philosophy or people are um People that are polyamorous, um, people that um, are, I don't know, suicidal. Like, talking to people that have that in their head, I'm like, I gotta fucking know. I gotta understand. That shit's cool. Well, that's that's something that has changed in my podcast within the last couple of months. As I got more comfortable with myself, and I definitely attribute it to this trip. The amount of growing on this trip is, it's ridiculous. Like, my, my like, growth curve for, like, years was just, like, barely, barely going up. And then it flatlined for like a year and a half, and I thought I was making progress, but I wasn't. And when I left, it just skyrocketed. Like, there's so many things I've broken through mentally, like mental barriers, and they've helped in so many ways to the podcast, especially because I realize this is something I, I love doing, and, I, and I'm kind of okay leaving it like that and not diving too deep and overthinking things. And this is like the only thing in my life where I'm able to do that. And because I truly love it, and I truly love connecting with people, and I've done that my whole life. I've been a people watcher my whole life, I've always been like a loser. And not in any groups. <laughs> and yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Trust yeah, me, I was a loser. And so everything I did was studying people. I was like, how the fuck is that guy so popular? Why does he get all the girls? Why is he? So I was always studying people. So it, very, it led itself very, very well now. Because um, I just have a, a second, like an extra sense for people. And it's just, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. I think your story um, is very desirable. I think a lot of people want to do what you've done. And I think when you uh, get to where you want to be, or above where you want to be, I think yours is going to be the coolest story to learn about. Like when people go to like, how did uh, this guy get to where he is? How did Tom Cruise get to where he is? And like, they do like that three minute recap of his life, like on fucking oh, Facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> like yours is going to be so cool. Like, and he traveled the country and like, what? <laughs> fucking cool. Well, that was part of the reason I left. I was like, yo, I need to do something. Like I, don't, I haven't done anything cool. Like everything's just been, I, I think I'm like different, but like, if you put it on paper, all I did was like play club soccer and like go to college. Like that, nothing crazy happened here in my life. Yeah, no, yeah. I was thinking that I don't know if like you're gonna do this like next year or the year after that, like the traveling thing. I don't know what your plan is, or if you even if you have one. But I don't. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Like it'd be so fucking. You know what's the, the, the coolest shit about doing this this podcast shit is that in the event that like I want to go like a cross country road trip or like, I go to Texas or I go to. Uh, washington or something i can just like call whoever i interviewed like yo come hang out like i you know what i want to do so bad i want to do and i think you should do this i want to do the alien the, Amer the united states alien road trip it's from the east coast to the west coast you hit all the alien hot spots and you, you all uh look at all the um historical locations <clears throat> and i want to do that so bad and i'd be like yo Cade, come find us we're in we're in uh, louisiana now like i'd be so that's, fucking yes cool. well that's that's what i'm doing like that's what my friend in utah did she was like hey i'm coming to utah with my family 
you around? And I was like, I can't be in 12 hours. <laughs> and yeah. I just drove down to Utah. And so that's a reality. And that's another thing I didn't think about. Like when I left on the trip, it was all about creating cool videos and like vlogging. And after like a week, I realized that's not at all what this trip was. Um, but uh, man, wow. We, I don't, we, we went on a, a hardcore tangent about my life. I feel like I forgot this was an interview about you. <laughs> Well, when you do the interview, with, have you ever been interviewed other than? I haven't either. Okay, haven't so either. you're gonna realize how comfortable, com- how much more comfortable it is because like you don't have to worry about <laughs> coming up with anything. <laughs> it's so yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. great. But like, <laughs> no, like that was a great. I guess you want to call it a tangent. I don't give a shit. That was um, I want like I like I'm I desire so heavily to know about what you do and why you are. Um, so excuse me, pardon me. I need to know <laughs> that. I'm very curious. Uh, it's totally fine. It's flattering. It's cool. I've actually never been asked questions like this. Um, it's the first time in my life I've, I've done anything. Good. Then well, when, when you come, no, hold on, wait, because then when you come on, <laughs> it's gonna be like you're gonna be bursting at the seams. Perfect. I don't have to do true. anything. True. No, very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe we have to wait till October. Damn. Oh yeah. I mean, like I was telling you, you could record sooner, but it won't be posted till then. Oh right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out because I do have to come back to the East Coast at some point. Yeah, well, honestly, uh, yeah, like, and I make exceptions. Like, I'll do three or four episodes in a month. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I have to fill uh, the first and last Tuesday of every month. Well, so speaking of of a packed schedule, um, and I, I heard a little bit about this on your on your last podcast with Easton, um, how you were, and you just said in the beginning you were like, I'm very uncomfortable with like knowing myself, like that type of thing and identity stuff. Um, I'm sure you do, but do you set aside time for isolation, reflection, introspection at all? How dare you, Kate? No, I do. Okay, so I in the I said this like four times already. The podcast I just recorded but didn't post. He asked me the same thing, or he was talking about the same thing, and um, I I've given no no time to my uh for myself to do anything but prestige. And that sounds really stupid because it's not like I'm actually accomplishing anything. I use the word prestige as a, like I use it uh, satirically because it's like I'm being an idiot. Um, I don't give myself time to take a break. Um, and but I'm aware of that. and I think that's why it's okay. Mm-hmm. I know I need one, and I don't give myself one, and and, that, and that's why it's okay. If, if if I didn't know that I was overworking myself, then it'd be a problem. But I know I'm overworking myself because I feel like I'll only have to do it for X amount of years. I won't have to do it forever. Um, so no, I don't, I don't give myself any time to meditate or chill or just sit in silence. I, 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 if I'm, if I find time where I'm doing nothing, I have to read something. If I'm not reading, I have to edit. If I'm not editing, I have to go to work. Like I always have something to do. Um, and I don't know, that's just how I'm, I've been living my life for the last like year and a half. Well, it's, and it's tough to, cause, um, when you were, when you were, when I was listening, I could hear the frustration in your voice a little bit when, when they were talking, when you guys were getting deep, you know? And, and talking about it um and it's it's difficult because in my head i think our generation before this our parents were ignorant in the sense that they just didn't have internet so like they didn't know these things that we know when we're 20 and you know we're having existential crises at 20 you know yeah and i think i believe this even though my parents deny it i believe that everyone has that existential crisis at 20 but i think only probably five percent of people dive into it and go uncomfortable and sit in the uncomfortability and sit in the stress, sit in the self-doubt and go head first into that and lean into that and deal with it now. Because the other 95%, if you don't, that happens again 25 years later. You distract yourself for 25 years. And the thing is, for them, they weren't even aware that they were distracting themselves. It's different for you. You're aware of it. 
which means you'll probably make some changes throughout it. You're not just going to stay stagnant for 25 years, hit 50 and go, fuck, what did I just do with my whole life? I just wasted or I did this and I didn't even want to. Or, um, I think there's something to be said about just being aware and being able to like evolve and adapt. And I don't think that's possible if you're not aware of certain things. And it seems like you're aware. So I, I don't fully believe you when you say you don't set aside any time for introspection. Because I don't know if that's possible without reflecting a little bit. And even in just moments, you know, two-second moments. Okay, maybe I, I, miss, I misspoke. Cause first of all, that was, I, I, I really liked consuming everything you just said. But um, I, I'm very self-aware. I think that's part of the problem for some things. Mm-hmm. Not all things, but I'm very self-aware. Um, and I do reflect all the time. I think, have you ever read uh, The Catcher in the Rye? Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, in school. So I'm not going to expect you to remember every line because no one does unless they're a maniac. I but, don't remember anything. Yeah, that, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what page it was. I think it was page 89, um, but I think it depends on what book you're, you, you have, um, mm-hmm. what copy. But there's a part in the book where um, the main character, Holden Caulfield, uh, the, the entire time he's calling everybody a phony, he's calling everybody a fake, um, he hates everybody, and he's like, oh, these people, are they, they want this and they want that. Oh, my gosh, they could only, if they could only see what they look like, they realize how stupid they are. St- stuff like that. And there's this one scene where um, he's he's afraid to get in a fight. And he says, I'd rather push a guy out a window or chop his head off with an axe than sock him in the jaw. Because I can't stand the look at, uh, to look at their face. I wish we could just both be blindfolded. So he's saying he doesn't want to get in a fist fight with somebody because he doesn't want to see what their face looks like when he does it. And he'd rather be mm. blindfolded, he'd rather murder them with an axe or push them out a window because he can't do it. And you think to yourself, oh, this kid is afraid of confrontation. He, he gets, he's very easily intimidated, but that's not the case. What, he, what he's really afraid of is not, <clears throat> is not them, it's of himself. He's afraid to look at himself. He doesn't want to reflect upon who he is because that's the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do as a human is to be honest with yourself, to, to have self-reflection. The entire book, he talks about how everyone's a phony, everyone's a fake. Everyone's super fucking real. The only person that's a fake is himself. That's the whole point. He's, he's a, a shitty kid that has horrible values, and he's mentally disturbed. Like That's who he is. Um, his biggest dream is to save children from growing up. That's what he wants. He doesn't want children to grow up because he understands how horrible it is to have to deal with real life. And he wishes for his sister. He wishes, I wish I she didn't have to become who I am now. I don't want that. And and I understand that. And I think if everybody took a second to really read the book or even like watch like a 10-minute review on YouTube, they'd understand that everybody is Holden Caulfield. Nobody wants the things that are to come that have to come. Um, the reason why I say that is because I... I don't try to avoid self-reflection. I do it all the time. But that's never the only thing I'm doing. I'll mm-hmm. be doing it as I'm doing other tasks. Because I feel like if I sit down and just think, which I end up doing accidentally anyway, I feel like I'm almost wasting time. Is it a waste of time? Absolutely not. Waste, I, I, self-reflection is not a waste of time. Um, I think the problem is having to sit alone with yourself. That's what makes mm-hmm. it feel like it's a waste of time because it, it hurts. It's the same reason yeah. why people like coffee so much. At least I make this joke to my girlfriend because she loves coffee, but people like coffee so, so much. I... <laughs> yeah, I say, I say, you don't like the taste. You just like the caffeine and it's a drug and it makes you like the taste. Like I, I come up with shit <laughs> like that. Anyway, 
But that's the thing. It's I I feel like the hardest part about self reflection is that it hurts. Um, so I don't try to avoid it, but I always try to make sure I'm doing something else while I do it. Yeah. So it's it's tough, and everything you say, you just said, I 100% resonate with. Um, and I I brought that up because I want to share this with you. This is something I picked up on this trip. Among the many things that I've I've learned, just because of the extreme circumstances that I'm just in all the time, it forces me to think differently than I did before in a normal routine. And what I noticed was, because I, I did the same, I self-reflected all the time, like 24-7 basically, but I was always doing something else. And you're already struggling, you know, and you're already um, feeling like ass when you're when you're self-reflecting a lot because you're like beating yourself up. Uh, I shouldn't have said this, should have done that. Like, why did I wake up on time or whatever? And what I noticed was I've been doing that shit my entire life. Like my whole life I've been doing that from as long as I can remember. And it hasn't gotten any better. I've done the exact same shit. Nothing has changed. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this my whole life. And th- I think this is three podcasts ago. It was in the Harvard Yard. Um, that's probably my biggest episode I've ever done. And it was by myself. And I had like this revelation while I was driving at two in the morning. And it was literally like, yo, you're going to do this your whole life. And you're going to struggle your whole life. And you're going to have these conversations with yourself until you're dead. Or you can suck it up and lean into the awkwardness, uncomfortability, the pain, and just deal with it and like go all in right now and meditate and force yourself to be alone even though it sucks and it's so just not fun, you know, all you want to do is pull out your phone. Like your brain just screaming at you to do anything else other than like look at it, you know? And do I mean, it's not like I meditate every day and I'm like set now, but I have made so much progress once I understood that truth. And me telling you this truth isn't going to work, but all I can hope is it'll start to open that mind up for you. And then at some point you will come to that conclusion or something like that. And I think it's life-changing because it completely changed my life when I thought about that. Because if you deal with it now and you actually fix the root of the problem, or not the problem, but like you deal with it, then you won't do this your whole life. You won't be scared of that your whole life and you'll just be chilling. I, um, I, I know that I, I, I wish I could do that where... I can face, um, and I'm not going to, I hate saying the word demon because demon makes it sound like it's really big. I don't think mm-hmm. it's that big of a problem, but it probably is. I don't know. But I hate facing my demons, right? Because it's like, I I feel like I have a plan that works without having to address it directly. Mm-hmm. And that's probably just me lying to myself. Probably. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm like weird, right? But not weird, like quirky. Like I'm weird to where it's like, oh, that's like really counterintuitive, Mark. That's not doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. Um, I kind of like the pain. I kind of like the hurt, you know. Um, yeah. And one of the greatest feelings in the world is crying, because it's a catharsis, and it feels really good because you you go from such pain, and when you cry, it like uh, alleviates it. And is crying the feeling in the world? No, but it feels that way because it takes pain away from you. Um, yeah. That's just how it works. And it feels so good. And I kind of, I'm a, addicted to sadness. Um, I, I think I think it's um the band, uh, fucking, who, who sings that uh, smells like teen spirit? Uh, Nirvana. I Yeah, Nirvana. I, I was about to say that. Yeah, I think it was Nirvana. <laughs> 
uh, one of their songs where basically they said that um, they were addicted to depression because they didn't know any other way. So when they lost, when they were cured of their depression, um, they felt worse because being happy was so new to them that it scared them. So they mm-hmm. went back into a depression because it felt so comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I'm in a depression, but I am saying that I think allowing myself to feel free, like perhaps you've made yourself feel, is scary to me, and I don't even realize it. I feel like I think I oh, it's terrifying. I, yeah, I think I try to avoid that without realizing I'm avoiding it. Um, but also, I don't. I'm not a. I hate using the word negative and positive because I think they're both weaponized for different reasons. But I'm not. I'm very pragmatic, very realistic. And if I see that something doesn't make sense, or if like you're like Mark, just uh, listen. Accept that you you have these goals, you have these dreams, you have these aspirations. Right. Um. Know that it's not going to be perfect and have fun while you're trying to figure it out. You're only human, whatever. Like, I can, that's very alleviating. That's very positive. And for some reason, I hate that. I fucking hate mm-hmm. that. I don't know why. I'm like, no, uh uh-uh. uh, it's pain. Let it be pain. <laughs> I'm going to struggle. And I, so I don't know what it is. I just don't like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I'm trying to make it make sense to you, and it doesn't. I just, how I feel. No, I actually do understand. I think you and I have extremely similar ways of thinking. Like, everything you just said hits me. My, it's like a truth for me too yeah um and that's i feel like that's the cycle of how you just said when you when they got cured of their depression they didn't know who they were because they they identify with that depression and I, I understand that completely because until you make that jump and that click happens and the thing is like once the click happens that's where the work begins you know like everything up prior to that has been procrastination basically <laughs> that's why it feels like shit because you know you should be doing it you don't because of this that and the other and you convince yourself of this convince yourself of that but then the problem is you look at yourself a year later and you've done the exact same thing and then the exact same thing the year before and that's the cycle that i realized partially due to the quarantine partially due to this trip because uh now i have absolutely no schedule it's completely different life yeah um but that's that's what i was saying like that work begins and how they said it was terrifying you're 100 right and it was because once i started to understand that a little bit i realized that this is where the work is done and the growth that happens in that time of the struggle where you're saying shit i don't know who i am anymore that however long that takes that work is who's going to create the person capable of being okay with where they're at now yeah because right now you're maybe not and i'm not you know until i'm there you know you can't beat the boss at level at the last level of the game i can fucking try though i could definitely fucking try you can try but you probably won't you know what i mean (laughs) like you can't you can't beat the elite four in pokemon until your Pokemon are level 80. That'll be the name of my book. Beating the boss at level <laughs> 1. 100%. You're not really capable. Cool. Your character's not good enough. You don't have enough power. Your Pokemon's not strong enough. Yo, that would actually be the perfect, like, quirky self-help book title. Beating the boss yeah. at level 1. That'd be yeah, so dude. fucking awesome. Cade, write that. You can write that. I, I'll give you Well, so that was one of my big points in my last podcast was the, the, the video game reference. It's not even mine. It's not like I came up with it. But, um... It makes so much logical sense, you know? Like, if you can't beat the game at the end of the game, like, you're not you're not capable at the beginning of the game to beat the game. You're only capable at the end of the game. Okay, you gotta all write the shit this. that happens. You gotta write this. It's gonna happen. It'll you happen. gotta write the I book, <laughs> but don't write it when you're ready. Write it now. I'm so, I'm, write it now? I'm a, okay. I'm a... I hate fucking saying this. It sounds so stupid. I'm a writer. Uh, No, but, like, I, I, I write. Um, That's something not a lot of people know because I do a podcast, but I write... And um, I'm telling you, start now before you're ready, um, because by the time you are ready, you'll have a whole book that you get to redo. 
That is smart. So that is smart. Fucking start now. And also it'd be cool to write the whole thing and finish it like and at the end of you're like, but look, have I beaten the boss? Of course fucking not. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't I'm not a homeowner. Not that I have to be a homeowner. I don't have a, a family of my own. Like I don't have anything yet. The whole point of this story, the whole point of Cade's book is that the attempt, the trying, and, and that's mm-hmm. what the book is. It's like, I wasn't even ready to write this book, but look, you're reading it now because the whole point is you have to start before you're ready. Otherwise, you'll never get there. You'll never be ready. That'd be pretty cool. 100%. That'd be pretty cool. 100%, dude. That's what I did with my YouTube. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. So it's a podcast. <laughs> I'd fucking buy that book, Cade. You should do it too, bro. You should write the book now. Oh, you no, you well. It's, you it, it was your title. Your title was beating the boss at level <laughs> one. That's a cool yeah. fucking title. Like it's long. It's like that's too long of a title. That'd be perfect. It's like title. Every, though, yes, exactly. Can't. Everyone would fucking <laughs> buy that shit. Beating the boss at level one. I thought about that with uh with book writing and also teaching. I and I the thing is I convinced myself of the lie that you just said or the thing that not a lie. I wanted to wait till I had done the things to write and do the things to teach. Like I, I wanted to wait until after, but I guess it does make sense to go before and to start before. Oh yeah. Because I read this guy, um, I read a post and the guy said, would you rather make, so if you, if you want to make a YouTube channel, obviously you're going to make mistakes. Would you want to make mm-hmm. mistakes when you have all the equipment, all the content, all the ideas, or do you want to make the mistakes when you don't know what you're doing? You want to make the mistakes when you don't know what you're doing. Because if you wait to get all this money to build a studio, to get microphones, to uh, have a camera, and then you start, you're a failure with money. You Be a failure without <laughs> money. Okay? You know? Yeah. So that's the, that's the difference. Start before you're ready. Because if you start when you're ready, you're, you're going to feel like shit. Because you have all that stuff and you're like, oh, I still suck. <laughs> That's actually really true. That that's interesting that I kind of like turned a blind eye to that. Or maybe it was in like my uh what's it called when you're there's like a blind spot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Cuz that's how I think actually. And so I'm I'm actually surprised I never came to that conclusion too with with that aspect. Yeah, well, I um, people ask me though about if, I'm so excited for you to come here because I'm actually redoing my studio this month if I can get the mm-hmm. table I need. It's going to look so fucking dope and I'm excited for you to see it, but uh, people ask me about this the studio and the setup, and I and I tell them uh, something that was it's kind of contradictory to what I just said, where it's like I felt like no one, and and, and it shouldn't be the case, but it is. No one really cares about what you have to say unless you look the part. Sometimes, um, uh-huh. and I felt like if I look the part, which I think I do, people like that's not like at the end of the day that'll be maybe like five percent of it, but first impressions it's like 90 percent of it and i feel like if people see my studio they're gonna be like oh this guy's probably been doing this for like several years bro it's been like fucking nine months so i think looking the part does mean a lot in this day and age i'm not saying it should i'm not saying that's a good idea i'm not saying that like that should be the staple way of doing things but unfortunately looking the part does help a little bit but you should still start before you're ready if you looked at my yeah. first episode, which you did, I, I already had all my shit. That's also because I had five YouTube channels before this. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on one sec. I had like a... You just blow up? No, you got a lot of cool tattoos, camera. by the way. I saw your shit. Thank you. Also, do you paint your nails? <laughs> I do, yeah. They're because chipped right now. It made me think about you know, when you do jujitsu, you... Um, yeah. You get your nails get black sometimes because you or like if wrestling whatever if you get hit in the nail it it's 
uh, a bruise. So a lot of people who do jujitsu just paint their nails black. Do they really? Uh, some people do. Yeah, yeah. That's like a thing. Oh shit. Weird, right? I I never would knew that until I saw somebody else do it. I'd never would have known that if you hadn't said it just now. Um, so I was like, <laughs> oh, does this kid do? Uh, is he a grappler? Like, no, I want to, bro. I want to get into the whole fighting thing. I mean, fighting's blown up. How tall are you? How tall are you? Uh, I'm only five eight. Uh, how much do you weigh, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, like one, probably one seventy five or one eighty. So I'm five five. I'm pretty short, and I'm one forty five. I think. Um, okay. I was asking because when you come here, I'll sh I'll show you some things. But I was like, mm -hmm. but if you're like six three and two hundred fifteen pounds, I'm not showing you a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun, man. I think everyone should learn how to use their body like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's it's so good for your. I mean, I feel like everything now after I had this realization is like ties back to it, but of like creating the person who's capable of dealing with everything. But like fighting is a great way and like physical. So, I mean, you said you're a physical trainer or uh, your personal trainer or, or uh, something. My official title is uh, actually my official title is trainer, but I'm really more of a fitness instructor. The, dif mm. the difference is um, I'm not with one person. I'm with, I'm with several people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it like a class setting? Kind of, but not really. It's like it's like a circuit gym that I currently okay. work at right now. Um, so I could have one to uh eighteen people. Usually never eighteen. Usually the max is seven. Oh. Oh, is it because of COVID? Do you think? Uh, that and also like, it's just people just don't come all at the same time. It's just how it is. We have I think, uh, a hundred and sixty members. So. And that that's six days a week, um, ten hours a day. So it's uh, they just don't all come at the same time. Yeah, what's that? What's that experience been like? How long have you been doing that? Uh, with the same boss, at the same place, three years. But prior to this job, I was working with that boss, not as the boss, but she was the manager. Mm -hmm. And I was so I've known her since I was eighteen, working the same kind of job since I was eighteen. I'm twenty three now. I'll be 24 soon. So she, um, I kind of been doing it for, yeah, like what, five, six years now? <clears throat> uh, that's, yeah, other than that, I, I've, you know, I've done combat sports my whole life, regular sports. I work out and I've learned stuff on my own, but the actual working it, five or six years. Damn. What if, uh, I mean, I know you have because you've been doing it for six years, but like, have, has working with people in the fitness industry, um, has that, act specifically lend itself in your in your life in any way so fucking funny bro because I, when i'm at work okay so i make a joke because me and the other trainers we all have different personalities one of the one of us is like he's a really good fighter um and he talks about technique another one he's also a really good fighter but what, he, what he's really good at is motivating people to work out um mm. this, this other girl she's um super energetic and she like uh, motivates people because like she's like you got it like that kind of motivational mm. stuff um I'm there because I make friends with all the moms. Like, hey, like that's, what, that's what I'm my saying. Like, like, I, like, when I walk, like, I'm, I make more jokes than I do, like, be serious. And I think, like, that's my shtick where I'm just like, hey, well, and I, I curse everybody, but, like, in a, in a, in a comedic way. Like, yeah, I think, like, that's my thing. So, has it helped me with shit like this? Maybe. It definitely hasn't helped me, uh, fitness wise because I don't treat it like a fitness <laughs> job. I treat it like a fucking, comedy routine honestly well that's probably why they keep your that's a thing that you offer yeah and honestly i feel like everyone takes for if you have a skill that's like that that isn't labeled as like 
oh, I'm an accountant or I'm a coder. If you have a skill that's something like I'm just good with people, people overlook that. Not that many people are that are good with people. My you know? boss is very good at identifying uh, when people are good good with that. So mm-hmm. she, I, I'm thankful to her that she's like, hey, Mark can talk to people. So <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you create a very comfortable atmosphere, you know? I'd like to and think so. I hope so. You do, you do. And um, I mean, just from like talking to you for this, like, I don't even know how long we've been going, but... Uh, it's an hour and three minutes. Hour and three minutes? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my camera just, like, had a meltdown just now, two seconds ago. It was like, ah, overheating. Oh, yeah. Like, what what kind of camera do you have? So, the, the one I'm shooting at right now is the Sony a6400. And it overheated? Um, that shouldn't overheat. No, it doesn't. No, it shouldn't. I've, I've filmed this on the top of a mountain in the blazing hot summer. That's in, weird. like, some random place in the sun, and it didn't do it. So, I'm not sure what just happened. Uh, it's a little, it's a little worrisome. It, it shut off for a minute, but it's, it's fine. I, I guess. Wow. I, I actually want, I actually want to, I have a Canon, okay. uh, but I want a Sony because they're, they're better for podcasts. Sony's are amazing. I have the Sony a7 III, which is my main camera. Um, but it doesn't have a flip out screen. So it's really difficult for any kind of video thing like this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get rid of that camera at some point, upgrade to the Sony a7 III, a7 S3, which has, it's basically the main, the big camera. It's got everything. That the Sony A7 III has, but it has the flip-out screen for stuff like this. Just makes it easier. Well, so <clears throat> a Canon, because of European tax law, they're only allowed to record thirty minutes long. Same. Sony, but Sony does that too. Some some cameras, like the A7 III, has the same thing. But yeah, not with this, this one. Yeah, the 6400 doesn't, right? Yeah, it's so strange. It's, I mean, it does, but you can turn it off. There's like a hack. Okay, good because because so the way that I get around that is I run my camera into my computer. Um, and then I record OBS. So I'm my camera is like a webcam on my computer screen, and I'm recording my computer screen. So my camera, yeah, my camera's not even recording; it's just on, and my computer's recording it. Um, does it keep that quality? No, it goes down a little bit. It goes down a little okay. bit. Um, but it's a sacrifice I have to make. So th- yeah, I want a better camera so I could actually like do just the camera recording. So I go like 4K. But um, that's how I have to do it now. That's why I was interested in what you have because yeah. I, I can't do that. But what I noticed is I don't even like all my videos are just 1080p. I mean, they're they're four they're 4K condensed into 1080p. Yes. But I I noticed that like I don't watch videos in 4K. Like I don't have that type of internet speed. You know, like I watch everything in 1080p. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. For like the best, so I was like, I don't think people are watching. It. Like I don't think it matters to upload in like 4K or like all these things like the big YouTubers have. Yeah. I'm like, bro, who's out here watching this? Yeah, who's, like, who's on their, their fifth you know? generation iPhone watching <laughs> 4K video? <laughs> and like the same with uh, when I want to record a podcast, I'll be on like a walk. Sometimes, you know, when you go on like a walk or a drive, you just start like ranting. Yeah, of course. And I was like, man, I should just record this. But in my head, I was like, well, I want to have my mic. But then I was like, dude, I've listened to so many podcasts where it's like two people on the phone. And it's just shit oh, quality. Man. You know what you should do? You, I, I, This is like the third time I brought it up. You should do Twitch. And you should do IRL. So? You should do IRL streaming, where you just stream your everyday life. The only problem with that is it would consume a lot of you. So maybe like do it once or twice a week. But um, people just stream their everyday life, and it doesn't have to be exciting. Like they stream themselves like ordering stuff from McDonald's. But like <laughs> yours would be like, oh, okay, day three hundred and twenty-six of not living at a home and traveling the world. Like if that. If that doesn't get viral, I don't, I don't know what would. Like, that shit's cool. Yeah, it's called IRL streaming. IRL streaming Twitch. I thought about streaming. I'm not a big fan of... of have you ever tried vlogging before? 
uh, I'm like my nature hike stuff was kind of kind of was a, a vlog, but I mean, I only did like maybe like ten of them. Did you notice like when you're vlogging, it sort of takes away from the experience? Yes, that's why I stopped a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. Same. Same. Yeah. It's uh. I don't know. I, like when you go to a mountain, you have to go like, oh, wow, look at this mountain. <laughs> oh, but wow, look at this mountain. Were like, You're not going to fucking say that. You're just going to look at it and be like, oh, nice. I, I mean, um, I, I try to be introspective, but then, yeah, it's like, I don't want to look at the screen the whole time. Uh, <laughs> um, I did go to this one place, though, for my one of my nature vlog things, but it wasn't even about nature. We went to this abandoned uh, psychiatric hospital for children. And it was so creepy, man. It was so creepy. I'll have to send you the link to that uh, just so you Do can it. watch it. But um, and I don't even expect you to watch the whole thing. Just like skip through it because it it's fun. It's fucking creepy. And we we found papers on the ground that kids wrote on when they used to go to like go there for help. And it mm. was talking about how these like eleven year old, seven year old kids were like suicidal. How they like didn't eat food. Like how they were like mistreated. It was weird, man. Um, wow. Very interesting, though. Very, very. Wait, you said that was a place you visited? Yeah, it's called. Um, I find what it's called right now, but uh, yeah, it's it's abandoned, and um, we had to go look. We wanted to go. We were like, all right, yeah, let's go check it out. Of course, and yeah, yeah, it was just super creepy, and um, like we we brought a, a knife just in case because even if, like <laughs> the homeless man who's like on like drugs, we we're like oh just in God. case we don't know. But there's like, like a pocket knife. Yeah. Well, well, no. I I'll show you the knife. <laughs> Actually, hold on. It's a legitimate knife. Oh no, it's a huge. It's a, it's a K bar. Um, it's like the knives they they put on as bayonets. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking oh, big. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it's um. Like, oh uh, my God. Nine, ten inches. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Wow. Okay. Just in case, I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, that's that's smart. I thought you had a little pocket knife. That's no, funny. no. We brought a pretty substantial looking knife. Um. It's called uh. Uh, Arthur Brisbane, uh, psychiatric uh, hospital, whatever. But Arthur Brisbane, and um, that's actually the first video I think I made. Yeah, it's the first video I made for my nature walk stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like like the only one that I tried super hard on, and it actually came out pretty well. Oh man, did it really? I I thought it did. I mean, for my first my my like my first video on this channel and my like fifth YouTube video ever, I think it came out pretty good. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's a great feeling when you go out to get a video done and it just it goes well and you feel like you nailed it. And it's, just, it's a good feeling. Or when you're editing even and you go, fuck yeah, you know what? This this is good. This, this makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I it really well. It's a good feeling. I see when I, when I posted exactly. May 22nd, 2020 is when I posted it. Wow. Damn. Yep. So you've been, you've been doing that. Bef- that was before your podcasting journey, right? Oh, yeah. I, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this podcast is like eight or nine months old. Wow. Do you do you have do you feel any different with your podcast versus your YouTube channels and anything else that you do? Um, in what way? Like do you cuz like for me like I'm not I don't want to put words in your mouth but like for me the podcast is like my main thing. This is my favorite thing to do. Um I just didn't know where, where po- is, is podcasting like your number one thing gotcha. or like, do you love I, other things? I understand or? the question. Okay. So I keep going back to um I really like storytelling. When I was younger, um, I was like absent from school for like forty days out of the year every year because I had like I have an autoimmune disease um, that breaks up into two de- uh, uh, deficiencies. I was sick all the time, but not like unbearably sick. Like I was sick, but like if I wanted to, when my parents left the house, I would just like play everything and run around. Like, but like I probably was really sick. I was just really used to it that it didn't phase me. 
Um, but I mm. watched a lot of movies, <clears throat> and there was this movie I watched, which I think um, everyone should try to watch, not because it's like it'll change your life, but it changed mine. Um, it's called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. It's with, uh, uh, holy shit, who's the guy from The Office? Uh, oh, Steve uh, Carell. It's with Steve Carell, yeah. and it's about the end of the world and how um, this guy like finds love. It's just, oh, it's beautiful. And I watched it, and the credits rolled. And I realized when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old, I said to myself, I want to make a kid feel like I just did when I get older. And it made me realize I want to tell stories. Is that what this podcast is doing? Not really, no. But it's always kept me back and kept me going back to writing. And, I, and that's actually what I said to myself, when, once August comes, because my uh, work schedule changed, I'm going to start writing more. And that's... I don't want to use the word love because I think I'm afraid to use it. Um, that's a lot of commitment. But I really enjoy writing, and I think it does a lot for me. Um, and I do enjoy the podcast. Um, but I think those are the only two things that I have goals for. Damn, bro! I feel like I'm talking to like an. I feel like you're my alternate ego or something, or a parallel universe version of me. Because I, I 100% agree with that in the sense that like. That is exactly how I view, like, my life. I had a very similar thing growing up. I don't know if it was, like, one moment that I can remember. But same shit. I was like, damn, I, this is cool. Like, I really like emotionally charged, emotionally moving cinematic pieces. I always liked, like, I always considered it, like, girly. But I always liked uh, movies that made me connect with my emotions a little bit. Like, sad movies or chick flicks, even. Romantic movies. I mean, like, I'm going to, like, start crying. Like, I mean, like, I... That movie, it, it did a lot for me because I remember like every time, and that was before I had my first girlfriend when I saw that movie, and I, I wanted to show it to her so bad. I, I, I was like, I didn't tell her much about it, and I noticed as I was, she was watching the movie with me. I don't think she was really into it. That at one point main character says to this girl i'm madly in love with you in my in my ex now but she freaks out she's like what oh my gosh like she, i don't know what it was about that line or what it was about that scene that made her feel connected to it but it made me feel so happy that she enjoyed it so much to be able to literally exclaim like to be out loud with it and i and i don't think it was that she was my girlfriend i think it was just that another human was able to uh, feel something for this movie that changed my life. And it wasn't even the movie that changed my life. It was the relationship I had with myself and what I realized about myself after watching the movie. Um, and I, like, like I, I generally, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up now. Like, it's just, and, and I think about how I don't, like, whether I do or whether I don't, work towards that sometimes with I um if I'm not writing, if I'm not going to school, if I'm not doing things I want to do. And I always think about like I'm actually crying right now. Yeah, I, I always think about wanting so horribly to do something like that and continue to try really hard to get to where I want to be. And I think the biggest problem with trying to grow up and trying to be who I want to be is I want to be somebody that my younger self would be proud of. 
and I look at my girlfriend now, and um, she's 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 awesome, man. She does so much work. She's going to welding school. She's she might be getting a new job soon that she really wants, and that's really awesome. And she's always she's she's down on herself sometimes, but she she does her, she's such a hard worker, and and I see people like I see people like that. I see people like you. I see people like my mother, who's going through a huge change in her life. And I see people like my father, people like my older, my younger sister, and they work so hard. And I'm not jealous, and I'm not like, I wish I was them. But it reminds me of everybody who wants to be someone their younger self would be proud of. And when you when you ask what you're passionate about and what you're doing, and if it, like, what means stuff, something to you? And I don't fucking know. But... That emotion that I had when I was younger, making me feel this right now, that has to mean something. And every time I'm reminded of it, I'm like, holy shit, that's what your younger self wanted. And you got to try really hard to get it because if you don't, what are you doing? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what the fuck you asked me, but. I mean, we were just mainly talking. I mean, I don't even know. Honestly, that was, um, I appreciate you like opening up. That was, I mean, that's, that's fucking cool that you're able to kind of like, just be Fuck emotional no. in general. Like, I, honestly, this is going to sound a little cliche, but I mean, not everyone like comes to different points in their life at different points in their life. And when you're looking at other people and saying, damn, like, look what they're doing. Look what, look what I'm doing. It's so easy to get caught up in like this, like this race game that just doesn't exist. It's just not real. It really is in your head. You know, they're just doing their thing. You're doing your thing. Everything that you're thinking about towards other people, they're thinking the same shit. Like, when you look at someone and go, oh, they probably think they have everything together. They're, like, killing it. But then you go into their head and they're probably thinking the exact same shit about everyone else around them. And, I mean, you're, like, you're you're doing fucking work. Like, I don't, I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to give yourself credit. And I'm, I'm a huge, I've done that my whole life. You know, I'll just kind of gloss over anything I do and just go, oh, yeah, like, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. It's I should have done that, you know. I'm not. I don't really give myself that praise that I maybe sometimes d- deserve. And um, well, let me ask you a question, kid. Do you? <clears throat> there's a difference. I think. I think there is anyway. I think there's a difference between being lonely and uh, loneliness, uh, or being alone and uh, having loneliness, right? Because huh. when you're alone, that means. Uh, no one's really around. No one's around you. Like you're actually like the room is empty. I'm in a room. No one's here. That's that's being alone. But loneliness is no matter how many people are around you, you still feel alone. Um, and with what you do, with how you're basically on your own all the time, um, you are alone. But do you feel lonely? No, I've I've always felt alone. Uh. But I, and I only felt lonely sometimes, uh, but my whole life before I went on this trip to be alone, I, f- I wasn't alone, but I felt lonely. And so this trip was about going and being alone and just seeing like what happened, you know? And I, I don't think I've been lonely on this trip for a second, um, even though I've been completely alone. And I think it's because my whole life I was lonely and not alone. I was just around people, but yeah, because right. I think yeah, I think it's 
the relationship with you you have with yourself because I think and this is probably not a very healthy way of thinking, but I've kind of accepted that I'll, I'll I will always be lonely um no matter who I'm with or who I have around me um because I don't know who I am I am inside my own head and no one I will never be able to explain to other people who I am. I will only feel always feel eternally lonely. Um and I think the only way to fix that is to accept that that's true and find bliss in knowing that you can't change it rather than being upset that you can't change it. I think that's where enlightenment comes in where it's like you know nothing be happy that you get to bear witness versus you know nothing if you don't figure it out you're going to go crazy. Um I think that's where I'm in right now where I know nothing and I'm going crazy about it. Um and I think maybe someone like you I don't want to put thoughts in your brain but maybe someone like you is like I know nothing but I have at least a, some sense of bliss that I don't have to figure everything out. Um mm-hmm. and it's really so fucking hard to do. Um, because so we're humans, I, I feel like we're, we're cursed with, you know, a conscious, like we, we know what's happening. Like we, we have the ability to realize that we're going to die one day. Like that's a fucking lot to take on. Um, yes. So I, I always feel, I've always felt lonely and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's, a, I think it's true, but I do, I want to do it envy, but I kind of, I wish and I could be wrong about you, and please tell me when I'm finished. But I feel like I kind of wish I was kind of like you, where you're, you, you've come to the realization that things are the way they are, and um, you're okay with not having to figure out every single piece of it. Well, I think you're spot on, actually. And also, I think you're... This is something I've only, I only know because I can look back. Um what the thoughts you're having that you just communicated was literally me before this trip, you know, and everything you just said, I would have been like, that's me right now. And you have to go through and how I said with the video game, like you're only capable when you're capable, you have to go through this time period where this is your thought process. And this is your perspective on life for you to get to a point where it's different and maybe, you know, more evolved or whatever you want to say. Um, but I think, I forgot, a lot of people forget when it's happening, you're like, why can't I just get there already? And it's like, well, even if you were there, you wouldn't know you were until you sat through this period. You know, you have to go through this period of doubting yourself, not knowing, uh, being unsure to get to a point where you're ready. And, you know, I, I basically like I planned this whole thing out. Like I, for three months, pretty much only watched like Gary Vee and all these people saying, go do your dream. And like my whole TikTok algorithm was that. So I got to a point where I was surrounded by that because I wasn't surrounded by people. Um, and I was like, I need to somehow start to change the way I think subconsciously. So I started doing that. I started making little changes. And eventually it happened. Um, but I think, and I don't know what that would be for you. And that's why for me, I, I made it up. I was like, okay, I'm going to go live in my car. Like that'll be the thing I do. You know, like backing yourself up in a corner, forcing yourself to grow. Because right now, you're in a very similar spot with me. You're working a good job. You're making decent money. You're doing this, you're doing that. But you feel like, Maybe you're like, ah, oh, I feel like, I don't know if I could just do this thing, then I would be free from my thoughts or whatever. And I, and that's why I called it a joy age when I left. I was like, I think everyone has to go and do that spiritual journey where you dive straight into the uncomfortable, awkward, self-doubt field and kind of make something of yourself and see where you're at a few months later. And I think you're going to be, 
you're gonna be right where I am. I think you're you're gonna you're gonna get there, and it's it's good to just kind of realize how you said you're very self aware. Realize you're in this spot of like just you're in like the rising action of a story. You know. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I appreciate your insight. Um, I think that's cool with the title of your. Uh, I knew that though. I actually, because uh, I watching your stuff, I, I learned why you called it voyage or joyage. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, which is very clever, I think, especially how the, <laughs> the way you just related it to what we're talking about. Um, I bet someone's gonna watch and be like, "Oh, we said the thing. He said the thing." <laughs> like, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I um, yeah, you know when people say like, "Oh, you just need that one thing. I just need that one thing, and I'll be okay, and I'll ha- and I'll have yeah. what I need." You you'll always say that, and once you get it, you're gonna realize that there's another thing that you're gonna need or want. You're always, always you're always gonna be chasing something, and and I sound like such a hypocrite because I do this to myself all the time. But I think you've got to accept, um, but just relax because you want these things and you think it's gonna fix it, but it won't. Um, 100%. So when you're chasing things, don't chase it with so much gusto because listen, man. It's not going to fix your problems. You're going to find another one because because uh, humans are like that where we need problems to survive. Otherwise, we it's a, it's oblivion. Um, I think that's that's like Buddhism. It's like we need to uh, we we no matter what happens in life, we are going to find a reason to hate everything. Like we're going to find a way to struggle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what Buddhism is is like accept that the struggling the struggles you're having are. They could either be real or struggles that you're putting on to yourself um, because your brain needs struggle to create plasticity and it needs to, that's just how your body works. That's just how humans work. Um, so I guess when I try to pursue things, I got to remember, is this really what you need or want? Will this really fix things? And I think once you do that self-reflection, you, <laughs> you'll realize that um, it might not be that important or you might not have to pursue it that aggressively. Yeah. Hundred percent, and honestly, dude, just you being on this quest of spiritual whatever mm-hmm. and asking these questions, I like, I'm fucking very confident that you'll whatever know the answers one day or or whatever that even means. I fucking hope so. Um, and that that was another reason I started this podcast because I was like, there's things I'm learning, and there's little things that I'm picking up here and there that I think can help people. And I never had that growing up, you know. That's why I love YouTube because I want to be that person that outlet maybe for someone who doesn't have friends or doesn't like feel connections you know and at least i can be there and put that out for that's not even why i do it but like i just know it that's one of the you know outputs that can happen from it um and it leads to great things like this you know like small collaborations that may one day be like something epic yeah yeah i think it's cool because man i like i said like i want to grow up to be someone that does that like makes another little kid feel good about themselves or whatever. How cool would it be if you're the reason why somebody else did something, you know? Like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. One hundred percent, dude. Um what was I gonna ask you? Uh I just had like two seconds ago. This is why I use notes. And it'll disappear. Um well I guess so we can we can transition a little bit uh with Go ahead, I'm ready. You ready? We'll we'll get we'll get out of the we'll get out of the deep waters for a little bit, kind of like like yeah, a refresh. Let's, let's a little go. Bit, you let's know? do whatever. Like, we went want. super deep for a few minutes there. So, 
Um, yeah, you, got you know, it's actually crazy with the, with the podcasting. It's like how exhausting it can be. Like you think, I remember watching a podcast like, oh, we got to do another one right after this. They're recording two back to back. And I was like, dude, you talk, you're talking. How hard can that be? But when you start <laughs> to talk, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know what your editing process is, but okay. So let's say, because I'm recording all of this, right? Just because yeah. we're recording. If, if I made this my episode, right? Okay. Not that I'm going to, but if in the event like this is my episode that I'm doing with you, um, we're so far it's been an hour and a half. Let's say we get to two hours, okay? Let's say we did two hours of recording. Okay, now I have to go sit down and watch the entire clip. I watched the entire thing, it, which will take me four hours because I have to. <laughs> I have to come up with chapters for each time we uh, transition to a new topic. Then I uh, I cut up uh, different clips, but on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Okay, so it's taking me four hours to edit um then it'll take me an hour and a half to download and then it'll take me an hour to upload yep it's a lot it's a lot so much dude it is so much um, people don't really understand the amount of work that goes into any kind of content creation and i remember i would uh now that i know like i have so much more respect and like i'm able to appreciate everything that people do to make content and uh it's a very interesting world, dude. Like what what we're living right now, and how so many people live for social media. Like people go to a place just for an Instagram picture. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why I said do that. Yeah, that's why I said before. It's like if you think take a step back and realize that we're trying to travel the galaxy and we're worried about taking this Instagram photo, you feel know, dude. you feel ridiculous. Like you do. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that oh that was one. Um, this was one of the thing I was going to talk about earlier. But so I mentioned it on your TikToks. Like, have you ever? gone into psychedelics have you ever gone that route i'd love to but i haven't had the opportunity okay and i i've said that several times on my on my podcast where it's like i talk about it all the time but everyone's ever watched any of the episodes like where i talk about psychedelics i also say like if the if my guest asked for me i also say like i haven't i haven't had the opportunity the chance but i'd love to i really want to i think the only thing i wouldn't do is acid because it's more synthetic um that mm. scares me um but I'd I'd like to try everything within reason, um, because it's the thing we keep talking about where it's like I don't really know who I am and I'm trying to figure things out. I feel like yeah, this would be able to help me understand who I am a little bit better. And I don't want to put it on a pedestal because I feel like that might ruin the experience for me. But mm -hmm. my motivation for doing it is because I don't know what the fuck I am. Yeah, I mean psychedelics, <laughs> it'll it'll do something. You know, it'll definitely do something. My sister was like you. She was able to come to all these life existential uh, conclusions without it. And I had the same kind of thoughts growing up. So I think all it really does is amplify who you are, actually, who your, your true self is. Yeah. And it'll kind of fast track your way a little bit. Something you would already have done is just a little quicker. You know, it's like a little cheat code. Um, yeah. Well, that's why I think I'm, I'm most interested in DMT. Uh, that shit is crazy. Yeah, and I feel like anything I'm, I'm going to say to you is going to be preaching to the choir, but because I feel like that's, as far as my research has gone, it's one of the only things that will give you a um, experience that could be potentially otherworldly and not just something throughout your own brain, and mm -hmm. um, at least has the most potential for it, in my opinion, and so that's what I really want to do. DMT, for me, is more of a, like, when I explain it to people... It, that is definitely more of an experiment um, because I, do, I don't think you're able to use DMT in any way that's productive unless you go to a shaman and you do like an ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. Because when I tell, like, you're right, it's it's the most 
out of body, absurd experience that there's, it's like fitting 600 three hour videos on the one, one gigabyte thumb drive. It's not possible to like download that much information and take it with you. Yeah. So you're like system overload. Like that's how the drugs work. It's just a bunch of stuff overflowing your brain. Apparently, um, with DMT is a little different because I also believe you just fucking fly out into the ether or something. Um, but shrooms, shrooms and acid, definitely. Those are, those are like the classic psychedelics. Yeah. Those will, those will do some stuff for introspection and reflection. They, they force out things that maybe you were too scared well, to I'd, look at. I'd be down for a shroom as well. The only reason with acid is I know people get stuck in, like they chemically get stuck inside of that trip. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. And also I don't like thinking about being in it for 12 hours potentially. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I'm, like I said, I don't have, I don't have a very good relationship with who I am right now. So I feel like mm-hmm. I might fuck myself up, you know? It's possible. It's possible. Um, I, I always am a big believer in, like, you just have to work through it. But definitely I've heard of some horror stories where something goes wrong and they're kind of fucked up for a while. But I also think maybe that's necessary to grow, you know? Like, maybe you needed that slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want her to hospital. But it's scary. It's a scary, <laughs> it's, a scary, it's a scary world, honestly. Like, for me, it's not so much because I'm more comfortable in it now. Um, and I've done it enough times to, like, kind of get the point i guess even though it's you don't actually get the point i don't know it it, it's weird dude i feel like i've changed so much after this trip i'm still trying to like figure out now it's different now i'm trying to figure myself out in another way and it's just like it's like a never-ending process with this stuff yeah um and drugs dude they just they just open up a whole nother level it's like it's like you went to you beat the game of life and then you you figured out there's like a side game like a little excursion course that's drugs. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, do you want to go in this world too?" What if like the yeah, but it's like, what if it, what that what if that is the real world? You know? I know, dude. Yeah, there's some fucked up. There's some insane conspiracies with drugs that I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Like you, you, you have, I'm sure you've heard of it. Like the uh, the idea that we only see certain senses, we can only hear at a certain level. Like how yeah, much do like, we really know what's going on? There's different uh, veils that we haven't been able to see through yet. Like there's different like yeah. I understand. It's just crazy, bro. Do you believe? Uh, do you believe in aliens? I saw some of your TikToks. Absolutely. I I did two episodes of my podcast um with alien uh, UFO researchers. Did you w- wait? Really? Yeah. Um, how did you even connect with them? Instagram. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, like, I think researcher might be too uh, modest or or too um serious. Um, mm. they both have like a little over 20,000 followers on Instagram and, wow. um, like they are researchers, like you, they don't have a degree in UFOlogy, like that's not a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they are UFO researchers and, uh, they do actually really good work and they're not, they're not like, like trying to get money out of anything or, or something. Actually, one of the guys, he said he sold stickers for like $3 each and like after a day he shut it all down cause he felt dirty like he didn't want that to be the reason why he was doing it oh yeah, yeah. they're actually fucking awesome I'll, I'll, let me find all right so one was uh nyuap discussion that's his channel name he was great yeah. he had he, he claims to i mean like, it's up to whether or not you want to believe him um but he claims to have seen a ufo um like i think two or three times and to have a possible almost abduction kind of thing it's very interesting and then um this other guy's name is, uh that guy his name is uh Andy, and then we have Vinny, uh, UFO Disclosure, um, and he's from England, and <clears throat> he uh, he was great. He was fantastic. He we 
Listen, these guys are awesome. They are so cool. But I'm always looking for people like that. I think in October, I'm having a ghost hunter from Florida on. That is so cool. How do you, what's your process with, um, do you want to pick your brain a little bit in the eyes of a podcaster and an interviewer? Since I've never interviewed someone who interviews. <laughs> um, like, how do you go about preparing for guests and also picking the people? Like, is it just random? You just like, oh, I want to know about this. And you just find someone on it or? I Okay. So, you know how you were like watching my TikToks and watching my videos and shit to learn about me? Yes. I don't want to do that with you. I want to learn about you when you're here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have much of anything prepared. I want to be surprised every time you say something. That's the way I do okay. it. I think the way you're doing it for me, I think you're I think this is fantastic. I don't I mean I don't have I don't think I could have another kind of opinion. I think you're right. I think you're doing a <laughs> this is gonna sound like like I'm grading you, which is not what I'm doing, but I think you're doing a very <laughs> good job right now. Um because you found a way that works for you. Yeah. Um and although I've consumed your content, I don't I, I kind of want to forget it before I, mm-hmm. I see you again. Well, it'll be different, bro. In three months. I don't oh, know I'm sure. Rest. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, which I kind of like that we're going to have a, a huge break before like we actually yeah. do your episode because then who knows? And I'll forget. Yeah. We'll forget all the shit we just talked about. Maybe. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, but I don't really prepare much other than um, I find you interesting and I'm going to have you on. There's this one. There's this uh, other podcast people I'm going to have on. They are a podcast that talks about um, non-monogamous relationships. And that lifestyle kind of scares me a little bit, but not in a like negative way where I'm like, tear it down. I just don't understand it because that's not what I do. So I want to understand it, but I'm going to do zero research because they are going to be my research. And that's why I bring them on. Mm. Um, that's So that that's what it is because... You know how it sounds so stupid. You know how like Joe Rogan's like, I'm a fucking idiot, and I'm asking all these questions, and he's clearly not an idiot. Yeah. Like he's right, actually right, a smart right. guy. Um, that's I think that's kind of like what I'm trying to do is like I'm gonna allow myself to be a fucking stupid person and ask real mm-hmm. questions, ask questions that people are too embarrassed to ask. Um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, so that's that's what I do when people come on the show is like I don't mm-hmm. do much prep work. Like I don't like I said I don't write down notes. Um, and then when I do the research, who I want to have on, I will go to my follower list on Instagram and I'll look for my friends that I respect or my friends that I think do cool things. Like one of my friends, he's in a band and I'll go to look at who he follows and I'll message them. Um, if my, I have a friend who is really introspective, he's really philosophic, I will uh, go to who he follows and I'll message them. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's how I find interesting people is by working through the interesting people I already know. Um, like I would have done that with Easton, but he did it for me. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah he did. It, he did it for me, so I didn't. I didn't have to do it for him or with him. Yeah. So that's how I find people, and then that's what I do when they come on. Um, do you ever do you ever wonder if you miss out on opportunities to ask certain questions if you don't do research? Because that that's what ate in my head, and that's why I started making notes. Yeah. Um. Probably. But I also know that um. Right now, my biggest audience is on TikTok, mm-hmm. and I get to make the show look as cool as I want on TikTok because I edit the fuck out of those things, right? And I'm not you saying, really? well, no, I'm like, I'm not saying I make it look different. Like, there's no cuts in it. Sure. Um, so it's so literally time editing for the TikTok. I, I just, I just, um, I get to find the most interesting parts. 
Mm-hmm. So when people are like, yo, this must be an amazing podcast, there's a chance that was the only cool part in the entire podcast. Right, yeah, right, you right. Know? <laughs> um, which isn't, they're just never the case. Like, I come up with like 30 to the 50 TikToks sure. per episode. Um, so I'm not too worried about not finding, having a question I want to ask. But also, I I try to take comfort in knowing, like, listen, you're asking so many amazing questions. We're talking about so many amazing things. I know when you come back for my episode or for your episode, I... There's a good chance we're not going to get into all this stuff because I'm going to get, you know, how, like we're jumping around all over the place, which is a lot of fun. There's a chance you and I are going to talk about like one thing for 40 minutes. Um, yep. And then you're going to leave and I'm going to like, man, I really wonder what he would have said about this. Yeah. But I try not to get caught up on it because I- I'll just invite you back. Yeah. I-, I always forget about that. Like I try and like, that's why I, I get the notes because I don't want to miss anything. But I always forget you can literally just invite him back. You yeah, know? you can just have another podcast. But I do understand the pain of like, oh fuck, they could that episode could have been so much better. I should, I wish I wasn't so dull minded. I wish I, I did a better job. Like this is the, if if I want this to be my job, I should have done way better. Like mm-hmm. I understand the the um the self hate for not doing as well as you think you could have done. And also, it might depend on what you're trying to get out of the interview. Like, are you trying to get information? Is there a certain agenda or are you just trying to connect with this person like on a on like a deep level oh that's a good question i don't think i have an answer for you um i i think i i'm i'm, I'm a performer i think i like I like showmanship um i say i'm doing it for myself like i said before which i i am i'm, I'm doing the whole podcast for myself but when you're here i could treat it like a performance and I'm doing it for the audience. Yeah. Because I want, what I want is the podcast and the audience. Um, and, I, and I want this title. I want this thing. Learning things from other people and having guests on is just a, a bonus. But I do, mm-hmm. I, I treat it like a performance. That's so cool. That's, that's very interesting. Take on yeah. It. That's my objective is to, um, and that's why I, my largest audience is on TikTok because I, I'm able to, find the coolest parts and talk about the coolest things. And people are like, yeah. oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then um, on here, like I said, I don't, I don't make notes. Like, I just fucking cried to you fucking eight, 10 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> I'm, wa- like, I'm going to let shit like that happen. I want it to be so free-flowing. I yeah. want it to be natural and, and, and organic um, because I think that's what people are going to like a lot more than just, like, me trying to, like, figure you out you know right 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 and that's what's going to make you different like you and i have very similar styles in that sense um and it's good to like have a free-flowing conversation because that's not what you see when i when i went on or not when i went on when i looked at people like interviews and stuff and it's like nbc is interviewing like whoever and there's clearly an agenda they're they're just trying to get a couple answers out of him or get like a little snippet of whatever they're not really trying to connect with this person and like talk they're just trying to like say something have him say something back and like that's really it and that's like the biggest difference between podcasts, I think, if you do it right, um, where it's not like an interview, you know, question after question after question. Because I see it sometimes where someone will say like, they'll ask a question, the guy will answer it. And after like a five minute spiel, the guy won't even say anything. The interviewer will just be like, okay, and so what are your thoughts on, and like, just skip over it. And I'm like, that's not a conversation, you know? Yeah. Well, I, th- I, I kind of give them like some credit though, because they are like news channels. So it's like, obviously. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's not what I'm trying to get with podcasts. Like I, I like, I think we can do both. Like we, like how you just said, like it's partially about getting some information out partially just to like talk, you know, and see if you can learn something, see if you can teach something maybe. Um, 
because it's crazy the things you'll say when you're just talking and it'll hit someone, you know, in a way that you didn't even think about. You'll say like a five minute thing and one sentence of that that you didn't even mean for it to hit will hit them. You know, they'll just piece it in there and go like, damn, he's so right or she's so right or I never really thought about it like that. And that's cool. That's really cool. That only happens when you're when you get more and more effective, like communicating stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's because, like I said before, you've got to start before you're ready. Um, you're learning as you go. And you're yeah. get, you're getting a lot better and better and better, um, and you don't realize it, you know. Well, I mean, you might have realized it, but well, it's hard to know when you're when you're doing it. You know, it feels yeah. just normal. I say that too. I said to my little sister, I said, when you're in the middle of hard work, you don't realize you're working hard. It's not until reflection later on in life that you realize, oh, yeah, that was a lot of work. Like because you always say to yourself, like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do better, man. I gotta try to try harder. Like, what I'm wasting my life away. And that might be true, but then if you like really think like, you know, no, I'm, this stuff is kind of hard. Like I going going to work at a job you don't like, talking to people you don't care for, um, you know, spending all this time on uh, passions that give you nothing but uh, headaches, like all this shit. And it's like you feel like just because you don't have a result that you haven't been working hard. That's not true. You have been working hard. Hard work is how you get to the result. And people, you know, are in that instant gratification kind of brain where they're like, I should get it already. Um, and yeah. if, if they don't get that gratification, they don't feel like they're working hard. That's not true. Um, you are working hard. So, yeah, like, you, I don't know what exactly you said, but trying to relate it to what you said. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying, 100%. Um, I think when, when people are, are doing things, it's so, like, okay, so I saw this TikTok where the guy was like, you know, the flow state when you're working and you're just doing stuff and you're not really thinking about anything else. And this kind of like opened my mind up to like what it means really to be present. And he was like, when you're doing something and you're flowing, nothing, like it doesn't matter who you are, what you did, what your biggest mistake was, what job you have, who your girlfriend is. When you're flow, when you're in the flow, the only thing that exists is like the work, the creativity, like the art you're producing. And I thought about that and I was like, damn, like in Dead Poets Society, Robin Williams said that he was like, you do all these things. You got to be an engineer. You got to do this. But why? You know? Oh, my gosh, Cage. You just shut the fuck up because that's I talk about it all the time. <laughs> when uh, young people ask, when they, they don't know what to do with their life, I, I, I quote Dead Post Society, but I, I do it my own, own way. And I say to them, there's only two things. There's, there's you have to make an option and you have two choices. I say to them, you can either make life possible or make life worth it being an engineer, a doctor, a teacher, that makes life possible. If you want to be uh, an artist, even a teacher also, as well, be an artist, you want to be a filmmaker, you want to um, you know, be a cook, that's making life worth it. Um, and I think it's very, I think it's an easier choice to make when it's binary because it's like, okay, do I want to make life worth it to myself and everybody else? Or do I want to make po life possible for myself and everybody else? Because there really are only two options. Um, and I think when you break it down that small, it's um, it's a lot more fulfilling and easier to make that choice. So it's funny you say that. I really like that you said that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's I don't know. I'm, I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous about our future. Not in a bad way, but I'm nervous in the sense that like, I don't know what's gonna happen with kids. You know, they're growing up with technology. They're growing up with everything at the fingertips, which in theory should be amazing. We should be superhumans. But it's like system overload, you know, we, we're like rattled to a point where we don't do anything. 
And that's what a lot of kids struggle now with anxiety. They're like, well, I should be doing all these things, but I don't do any of them. And people go, oh, but you're lazy. And it's like, well, I don't know, you know? Well, I think, I think this is just history repeating itself because when a new technology was made at every age of uh, human uh, history, uh, we used it in a way that we, we abused it. Like we used it too much or we didn't use it correctly or we didn't have respect for it because it was new. And we're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I mean, like, although it's been like, like 40 or uh, 30 years since like although basically unusable like i think the internet was invented in the 80s i'm not sure um i think it was um so it's been almost no time since it came about yeah and then the technology the ipads the iphones um touch screens like i think it's just new i mean like I've, i'm already seeing some evolution where um you see some kids playing on their iphones and ipads because there's their parents are like just here take this and i think we've already learned that that's not a good idea and now i'm seeing even younger yeah. kids not being allowed on their iphone and ipad um so i do think we're abusing this stuff and like you're saying like and also almost all my guests say if they're and i say if you could have one piece of advice for anybody what would it be and they all say get off your fucking phone mm-hmm. um and that's not old people like saying get off your phone you know it's young people it's people are yeah. saying what fixed me what cured me what helped me is getting off your phone i had a guest he made uh, almost six figures drop shipping and he stopped wow he stopped doing it because he said he was always on his phone um like imagine making sustainable more than sustainable money sitting on your couch and having such a horrible relationship with life because you're on your phone that you stop like that's that, crazy. Yeah, that's how horrible it was for him. Um, so get off your fucking phone. And I, I yes, right now it's, it's all we're doing because it's new. Because it's it, we don't know how it works. I mean, like people grow up thinking, you know, when like you you grow up thinking your parents know what they're doing, and then one day you realize, holy shit, they have no idea what's happening. Like their yeah. children too. They were <laughs> they were just like me. They don't know what's happening. I think people grow up even adults they think that the world is supposed to be a certain way and that we have things planned out and that we have things under control but that's not true we're not modeling ourselves off of another planet that's done this before no we're not mm-hmm. so it's like we have all this technology and we have all this stuff and we can do all these things um we think it's normal and that's not fucking normal and i think we're starting to learn that about technology and about stuff but um there is going to be some growing pains well there, there's a difference right with what's normal versus what is okay you know like people say well it's normal Every, everyone does it. it's like yeah but that doesn't mean it's okay just because it's normal you know like in the same way like oh like people who drink every single like four times a week and they well, everyone does it. it's like yeah but just just because everyone drinks and like gets blacked out every like other day doesn't mean it's okay like that's not a healthy thing in college like when you're just going out every night um and people fool themselves, I think. And it's really easy to let your brain fool yourself and make the exception. You're like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. It's, you know, everyone does this. Yeah. yeah everyone does this. Everyone yeah. does this. And how you just said with the parents thing, I noticed that uh, a couple years ago. And it was like the first time I really, in a restaurant job I was serving, and I would have people who were like older than me, 30s, 40s, who prior to that would treat me like a kid because I was in high school or I was in college or I was a student. And it was like the first time I was out of college where I felt unequal. You know, the adults were talking to me as adults. And that was really cool. And that's when I realized, I was like, damn, bro, we don't know shit. Like when you go to a place and you're like looking for help when you're a kid and you see some clerk and you go, oh, this guy knows it all. And it's some fucking stoner kid. And he's just like, 
you know, and but when you were a kid, you're like, oh, this guy's going to help me. Like he knows yeah. the answers or like, and they just don't, they're just guessing. It's, uh, I hate humans. They're so weird, man. I don't yeah, like it. Dude. I, cause I think I was, uh, 11 years old when I realized my parents were their own people. Uh, dude, you were 11. I think so because it was during 2000, oh. it was during 2008 when, um, the market collapse happened. And okay. my mother, I was at shop with my mother, and I asked for a candy bar. And I never asked for anything. Um, and she said, we have to be careful about how we spend our money now. And that's what made me realize that they're their own people. Um, and I never complained. I never asked for a thing ever again after that, um, even when we were doing great. Like, I, I just I realized. I understood. Um, so, wow. yeah, I think, I think I was 11 when that happened, 2008. Um, Dude, I was way older. That's right. I have, most some life. people like realize it younger than eleven. Like it, it everyone's yeah. everyone's different. Um, also, it reminds you of this thing, which isn't as doesn't really have much about what we're talking about, but about um, how your parents love you. And I remember reading this thing where it's like you, for the most part, because I know people have shitty parents, but you know the love your mother has for you as soon as you're born, because she's your mother. Yes. But you won't realize how much your father loves you until you have a child of your own. And I thought that was very romantic. I was like, that makes so much yeah. sense. Um, and oh my gosh, like I'll fucking cry again. I fucking swear. I <laughs> think about how much, you know, my parents love me and, and how much my father loves me. Like, oh my gosh, I'll, I, I'll, I'll die right now. Um, and I, and, but like, even just knowing that, like how much your parent, your, your father might love you as soon as you have a child, you realize, oh, oh, I get it mm-hmm. now. And then you take that child. And they thought the same way you did. Like, this guy knows everything. I think my biggest dream, and I don't want to say it too confidently because it might change, but it, it's been a pretty constant since I was maybe 11, 10 years old. I think my biggest dream is to be a father. Um, I have a problem with some things. So I don't know how ready I, I'd ever really be. But um, I couldn't imagine a greater life if I was sitting at my kitchen table reading something and I hear the pitter-patter of feet running down the hallway and this little kid looks up, to, looks up at me, hugs my leg and says, I love you. And your entire life, Cade, whether you believe it or not, you have to choose. That's an important word, choose, choice. You have to choose to believe that people love you. You do not know. You don't. I promise. Mm. You have to choose. Every morning you wake up, you choose to believe people love you. But you know, you know, Cade, that at least for the first six, seven, maybe ten years, that child actually loves you. And you will never know anything like that. Ever. And I desire that. And I want that. Um, I think that is very beautiful. And I also think regardless of, you know, where my money would come from, if I have a lot of money, I do think I would be a good father just because I'd, I'd like to be a friend to my son or daughter, some, some, something that I might have wanted when I was younger. But I think that real, like for one second, knowing that this thing loves you and you've never had that before and you'll never have it again. That's, that's very beautifully put. Very beautifully put. Yeah. Um, I relate to that on a very, very deep level. And I think it comes from we're, we're the first generation that's become aware, painfully aware of um, 
not that our parents, like, our parents didn't mean it, but, like, some neglection, you know, growing up. And, like, I felt it from, I didn't, like, feel it, but I didn't, like, hear my parents say I love you ever. You know, there wasn't much, like, loving stuff going. So, for me, that's very important for my relationships. And I noticed that with my last failed relationship, it came from me being so insecure and so, like, neglected that I, like, craved all of her attention. Like, it was never enough. And I needed this. I needed this comfort and security or whatever. And it's it was like that for a long time before I, like, noticed it. And uh, with my kids now, like, I mean, I told my – this is what I told my parents, like, when I opened up and I, like, told them of all this stuff. And uh, I'm thankful for me that I don't have to wait till I have kids. I mean, I probably do to actually feel and know. But, like, I know how much my dad loves me now because we opened that door and talked about it. And, and it's been a thing. It's still awkward, like, to hear, like, oh, I love you, son, or whatever. Um, but at least I know. Um, but how you just said, like, you'll never, like, know. You'll never know and feel that until you have it of your own. And I think that's true. Yeah, it it, uh, it kind of makes you feel lonely, but it makes you feel like you have purpose, too. Yes. I don't know. So well, the whole animal kingdom is that. Yeah. You, know, you just have kids. That's all we. That's all everyone else except humans do. <laughs> you just wake up, grow up, and, and have kids. Have kids. <laughs> I, I think the other thing, though, is why I have a problem with having kids is because... um. Having children is very selfish in the sense that you can't ask them if they want to be alive. And I feel like that's unfair. So I I, I, I don't think I'd ever actually have a child of my own. I might. But it's, um, I'd only have a child of my own if I was like out, outrageously rich and I can give them the entire fucking world. Um, because I don't think it's fair of me to give have uh, a wife of mine or whatever give birth to them without actually asking if they even want to do this like that's mm -hmm. a lot to put on somebody um oh yeah so it's kind of selfish but i would i would adopt because adopting is you're doing nothing but good because you, you're not bringing life in to a, a damaged world you're saving a life that's already in a damaged world you know 100 percent. I, I definitely want to adopt uh, i want to have both i want to have at least one of my own i think i don't know I, i've never really it's a hard question to answer, you know? Yeah, it's so hard to know. And I feel like everything depends on everything at that point in that point in your life to know what you want to do. But then the other um, thing, right, like what you were saying, you got to do it before you're ready, which isn't like a good way yeah. to treat children, but... <laughs> I know, I know. Every, every, all the parents say, they're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. And I'm like, so what, you just made shit up and went with yeah. it? Like, <laughs> what? That's what it is, man. That's what, it, it honestly is what it is. Oh, I hate that, though. You know, yeah, but it's a little different. Like we're aware, like the fact that we're even talking about it means the way we parent will be, it will be different. You know, like we're aware of certain things. We're aware of what happened and didn't happen that led to like how we felt. And as long as that's something you don't run away from and try and just not deal with, um, or like people who have like an insecure mom or dad and they project onto their kids, like we kind of know what that feels like. So maybe we won't do it to our kids. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so I was, uh, one of my guests uh, shared a book with me. It's called uh, CPTSD from Surviving to Thriving. It stands for Complex PTSD. Um, and whether or not you, you have that or, or have felt trauma, it's just a really cool book to read. Um, mm -hmm. And it's about um, how the relationship you have with uh, nature and how you were nurtured by your society, your friends, your, your parents, mostly your parents. Um, trains your brain into thinking about uh, what it thinks about itself later on um even if it's like a good thing even if like your father says to you oh you're such a good baseball player such a good baseball player you're gonna think your young self is gonna be like my dad loves me because i'm a good baseball yeah. player and then you're gonna revolve your life around baseball even if you fucking hate playing it um 
So even good things can fuck people up, and then or yeah. or bad things where it's like you're always compared to your sister. Oh, why uh, your sister is so smart? Like maybe not compared, but they never say good things about you. So like there's yeah. such small things that completely destroy people later on. Like when they're in the 30s and 40s and 20s, it's like oh my gosh, I didn't realize how fucked up I was. You know? Well, how how um. So I'm curious to know what you think about this. How much do you think it can affect a kid if, if all you tell them just continuously is like, hey, I love you just for you being you. Like, that's it. Like, that's, that's never been communicated with me until like very recently with my parents. And I feel like if I had that growing up and if anyone had that growing up, they wouldn't feel these like tethers and identity crises about, OK, well, like how you just said, I should be a baseball player. Um, how much do you think that can help? I think you should. I think you need to be very straightforward forward with children. I, for uh, three or four years, I worked with special needs uh, individuals, ranging from uh, I think sixteen to like twenty three. And um, when people like are around autistic uh, children or um, people with Down syndrome, they talk or speak with them as if they were a child, and they and which isn't like. Wrong. I'm like, I understand why someone would feel like they have to do that. They would also um, try to avoid them if they're too aggressive, which does happen. Like, they could be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked with them for like three or four years, and I, um, you got, I, I, I kind of talk to children the way I talk to them, where you don't, you explain things intelligently, even if they don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. And if they're autistic, if they have some kind of uh, learning disability, there's a chance they might never really understand. But um, they know you because, and they, and they love you and they like you because of the way you're saying it to them. Now with yes. kids, kids that do understand what you're saying or at least will or have the capacity to learn and understand what you're saying, I say do the same thing. Talk to them as if they are an adult. Um, and I think that what you have to do, if, and it, listen, every, I'm not going to, who am I to give lessons in parenting, right? But I feel like, Yes, tell your uh, your son, your daughter, you, you, you love them. Explain to them, like, what is right and what's wrong. Um, but if they do something wrong, like, horribly wrong, what I would do, instead of yelling, I wouldn't, instead of hitting, like, I wouldn't hit them, like, I said, look, look, bro, like, I fucking love you, man. That was fucking stupid, what you just did. And I'm going to explain <laughs> to you why it's stupid. And we're, and we're going to sit down, we're going to write it out. And I want you to understand. I don't think punishment, I don't think anger is um, a good way of teaching. I think, listen, I love you. Let's uh, actually ex- learn why this is wrong. Like, I actually want to teach them. So I can say I love you all the time and just be like, oh, I'm, it's okay, I love you, you're amazing. I just push love, push love, push love. But then they're going to grow up to think um, they're like the, they're God. Like, they don't really like, need to take shit from anybody because they're just so lovable. But also, if you uh, go too hard to them, they'll come out like really self-conscious and be scared yeah. to talk to people, you know? So you have to do both. 100%. Well, yeah, there's, there's plenty of tone. That's what the fuck is this guy doing? What's happening? Oh. What's happening? I, th- I th- I'm still in my car in a parking lot. This dude was like standing outside my car. He's like construction work. He's like measuring something. I thought he was like checking out my car. I was like, fuck me. Do I have a flat tire? Or is he like want something from me? That's awesome. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, anyways. Um, so the thing about tone, how you said like, I think it really is important, like how you say something, because I believe this because of the way I was grown up. I think there's a certain level of, uh, and also I worked with kids from first through fifth grade for a while, um, a couple of years. And 
what I noticed is I'm very good with kids and um, they respond well to me. And I think it's because there's a certain level of respect that I give anyone who's a human being, even if they're three or seven or 12 or 15 or or 100, you know, like there's a certain level of like decency that you give to human beings, a certain level of respect that I think most adults don't give children because they know they're not really like smart or whatever. And so they kind of treat them like they're dumb. You know, any opinion they have, they throw it to the side and that internalizes itself in a kid. And because I remember when I was a kid, extremely vividly, when I was like seven, I, my parents were debating something like they were, they bought a cabin to rent and like make it like a passive income source. And uh, they were like trying to work out like some logistics. And I was like, oh, like you should do this. Just some random thought that popped in my head. And I remember they like all stopped. And usually they would just be like, oh yeah, okay. And like move on. And then my dad like sat back for a second and was like, hmm. And they're they're all like, wait a second. They're like, that you have a point. And I remember being like, oh my fucking God, I have a point. And then I was like, I hope they don't ask a follow-up question. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I hope they don't ask a (laughs) follow-up question. But like, it's so important like to make people feel like they're heard you know like that's like every every kid's problem is they don't feel heard and understood yeah well yeah. that's not every kid my 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 problem when i was a kid no i i don't know i feel like a lot of kids are like that i feel like yeah, i don't know but also like kids don't have a vocabulary to explain themselves yeah that's that's also true um there's a lot of things that i think i know but then i forget that i'm 23 <laughs> 20, yeah yeah like, i'm like bro i got too much I, I think i know all this stuff but i really just don't i'm just learning as i go i think the thing is like you you owe everything to your children and they owe nothing to you mm-hmm. um and i think one of the reasons why i'm also afraid to have kids is because i don't want to make them the reason why i want to be alive i want to find my purpose yeah. before i have kids because that's that's irresponsible and unfair for me to put that on them. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. And, no, and like, that's not a common thing to think. Uh, it's yeah. like, a not to say it's like high level thinking, but like, that's <laughs> very important to keep up. Cause I didn't, like, how I said earlier, I didn't notice my parents were people until I was like out of high school, like, literally in college at some point, you know, before I realized, hey, they have, cause they didn't show that to me. They were just my parents. Everything they did was for me. And uh, I just kind of forgot about that. I didn't really think about it. And I forgot they're growing up too. They're just, learning something's happened at work and they it's a big deal to them but like if it's not relevant to my life i don't want to hear about it because like they're my parents or whatever growing up and i don't know i'm i'm very excited for my future for a lot of those things like things i'm realizing about misconceptions i had and i realized there's so much like hope for the future because there's so many things i felt like i could have done better but then i'm like damn i got so much time to make it work I got so many years to that's, like. That's the other thing, Cade. Yeah, I mean, like people get so. I'm so sorry, but people get so worried that they don't have enough time. Yeah. When I was 12 years old, I was walking into the bathroom to brush my teeth, and I was talking to my father about wrestling, and he said, yelled across the the the, uh, the house. He said, "Wrestling's your sport, and you don't know it yet." And I was sitting there thinking to him, "He's ridiculous. I'm yeah. too old to start something new." Kid, I was fucking 12 years old, kid. Holy <laughs> oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when, what, what, what do you know? Like, I, I grew up to do really well in combat sports. And yeah. I always, and, and, but time and time again, I would do that where I always think it's too late. And I realized, I think last year, I realized, Mark, it's time to take all those lessons and put them to practice. It's never too late. And people think, oh, he means that. But until you're 40, then it doesn't count. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's never too late, motherfucker. Never. Yeah. Never. Um, never. 
if you want to start a YouTube channel, if you want to start a business, if you want to, um, I sound like a fucking guru when I hate it. If you want to start a YouTube channel though, if you want to start a business, if you want to write a book, if you want to have a family, if you want to make amends with your siblings or your mother, your father, it's never too late, guys. Never too late. Fact. Well, you forget how long one year is and also how fast it is, you know? Like, time is so subjective and so weird. Well, do you know why that happens? What? Like why it feels like years go by quicker? Uh... So I can Maybe. tell you. I can tell you. Yeah, so, tell me. Tell me. I don't know. Maybe. So <laughs> when you're uh, 10 years old, okay, one year is what, uh, like 10% of your life? Oh, yeah. A tenth of your life. That's true. Okay. Very true. But when you're 50, one year is like like 0.2% yeah. of your life. So every every year goes by quicker because you have more to look back on. So as you age your brain feels like you're aging quicker, even though you're not. So when you're younger, you can like think yeah. back, why is your childhood memory so vivid, but you can't remember what you did last year at this time? Because, right, right. Yeah. Um, because when you're younger, those days lasted so long because it's the first time you were experiencing it. That's such an interesting thought. But and, and also, on top of that, every day can feel like a lifetime. Like So this is one thing you'll... It may be hard to understand until you try a psychedelic, but when you try a psychedelic, the biggest takeaway from that, which it'll just it'll you'll you'll notice this like super quick super quickly, is um how long and how many things you can fit in one day. Like you can have an entire fucking experience in one day, and like it's 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 kind of hard to like make that make sense unless you unless you've like tried it. But after a trip is over and you're reflecting on what happened, you go, damn, I did so much shit, like so much crazy shit happened today. And you go, damn, that was one day. Of one week, of one month. Yeah, my my friend took uh, acid, and he said that he has two sets of memories for that one day, and he has no <laughs> idea. Like he has one set of memories where he's hanging out and having fun with his friends, which he yeah. did do, and then he has another set of memories where he's stuck inside of like an acid like realm. So he, he's like, yeah. he can't understand how that happened. That's the crazy part about um, it like opens up an extra dimension in your, in your like brain and the, your ability to like look at things and uh it's it's so it's made me think about time totally differently um not after like one time but after it happening and then years of just like life and kind of learning stuff on the way and just seeing how life is and i don't know man it's it's uh it feels like i've i'm so old but i'm like i feel like, so, like i feel like so much has happened you know yeah i'm ready to retire uh, yeah no literally it's crazy how just how different I feel like the generations are. Like each generation gap is so different, and like we are exponentially different because of technology. Uh, and I know every generation says that. Like, well, like every generation, every generation before said the same thing. It's like, yeah, and it's true. But also, we have an extra compounded thing here called technology. Yeah, it's the the internet on its own is it does so much. Yeah. Are you are you into like crypto at all? I mean, that investing stuff. Yeah, I actually I invest a lot. I um. I think in my <clears throat> if I if I had one portfolio showing my the history of my uh, investments, I think I've made twenty thousand dollars in my lifetime on investments. Um, you've you've profited twenty grand. Yeah. Um, I I made four thousand on Doge and left hey, because nice. I know how stupid it is. Um, yeah. I made I think two thousand on AMD, a little over two thousand on Sony. I uh, made seven grand on plug. I, yeah, I, 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 I dabble a little bit. Um, yeah. I just get lucky. I, I don't know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> well, right now with crypto, everything's gambling. I feel like. Yeah. Well, I I'm I'm invested in a in Ethereum and XRP for crypto. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole crypto. I mean, that's like an entire podcast on its own. You were talking about um, that with the last guy, right? What did he yeah, say yeah, though? Yeah. What did he say though? Because there's something I disagreed with what he was saying. What he probably knows with more Easton? than me. No, not Easton. Um. Oh, George. Oh, the one I just I just uploaded. Yeah. He was uh, he was saying that crypt. I don't know if this is right. I can't remember because I was watching like your TikTok of it. Yeah. And I disagree with him, but I also feel like he knows way more than I do. <laughs> or well, do you, and you don't remember what it was? He said that I think he compared. I think he was trying to say that like crypto is eventually going to be seen as like not a scam but like worthless or something. I don't know. I think uh, I'm not sure. It's possible he meant like in the same way the stock market is kind of boring. And no, oh, I, oh no, no. So no, he he compared it to gold and how he was saying how we don't. I, I think he was trying to say that we're not on a gold standard anymore. So like gold is kind of mm. like not used anymore. But he's actually wrong. If if that's what he was saying, I don't know. So George. Yeah. Listen, buddy, <laughs> I don't want to offend you. I don't mean this in any shitty way at all. This is just what I think you were saying. So, guys, let's just pretend George didn't say this, okay? And somebody else said it, okay? <laughs> um, I feel like he was saying that uh, gold is um, not worthless, but like we don't use gold anymore. So, it's like eventually mm-hmm. that's going to happen to crypto. Right, um, right. I can see if that's what he was saying. I can see what he means, but that's not entirely true because... um. Gold was used for several reasons. Not only is it a, a rare metal, but it's very malleable. That means they were able to stamp things in it, and so a country could have their gold, and they know where it came from. Um, also, it's not magnetic, so you can tell when it is and isn't gold, and it tastes a certain way, it bends a certain way. It's, it's um, That's why gold is good. And then we had a gold standard um, because it helped us take control of our money and know how much we have, how much another country has, and that was a good reason to do it. Now, we don't have a gold standard, but gold is still, has, still has value because it's used for electronics. It's used for used for a whole bunch of things, and it's also a really easy metal to mold. Um, so even if we don't use it for currency, which we still do, but even if we don't use it for it currency, do. it's still a valuable metal. In cryptocurrency, yeah. people are confused. People think crypto just came out of thin air. You actually have to do work to get uh, crypto uh, currency because um, yeah. energy is being consumed to create uh, crypto, um, and it's and he's kind of right if this is what he's saying, where things are only only hold value if people put value to it. Because personally, to me, the Mona Lisa is worthless. Like, I don't care. I don't care about the Mona Lisa. I think the history behind it is cool. I'd never hang that picture in my house. I wouldn't. Right. Um. So would I buy it? Absolutely not. But I think that's maybe the what you're trying to say, where it's only it only has value because people are putting value to it. Which yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um. But I don't think it would ever lose value because I do think it's the future and it actually has, we had to lose something to gain it. So it actually has factual value. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I I don't remember either. Yeah, I love what George said exactly. George probably like this fucking idiot. I didn't say any of that. (laughs) If George even made it this far, if he's even watching this right now, let's make this this a TikTok and we're just like, calling out George, (laughs) you idiot. Yeah, George, if you're listening right now, I'm not gonna clip this portion, so the only way you'll have heard this is if you oh, actually. Oh yeah, fuck you, George. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right, so I want to rattle off a couple questions as we bring this episode to a close. Okay. I've, I've never done like a rattle, like a rattling off of questions before. I usually like have a few like right, close closing questions that are interesting. I'm ready. Um. But. What's your social security number? Go. <laughs> yeah. What's your credit card number yeah, first? Everything. Socials. Um. Where do you see yourself in like twenty years, 
And we can just start physically. Like, where in the world will you be, maybe? Well, if I'm still here, I'm either going to shoot up the place or jump off the roof. roof. So either prison or dead. <laughs> That's a joke. That's not true. I just wanted to say that really bad. Um, where do I see myself in 20 years? That's not a rattle-off question. What the hell? I have no idea. <laughs> um, um, it's more just to like let yourself think about it. Fuck, kind of be like, oh, huh, I don't know. That's a, like, it doesn't really matter what That's a long is. time away. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be anywhere I expect myself to be. That's where I think I'll be. I don't think I could have even the slightest idea of where I'm going to be. And I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be in a place I never expected I'd be in. Okay. And uh, where do you think this podcast can take you? Your pocket, the MGC podcast. Depending on how well it goes. Okay, uh, assuming that it goes very well, I think it could, it could, uh, I think it could bring me a lot of peace. Um, assuming it doesn't go very well, but I learn something. Um, I also think it'll bring me to a place I need to be. So I think no matter what, it'll end up being positive. But there is a very, like, maybe 2 3% chance that it'll make me, if, if it fails, that I will feel more worthless. So, okay. There's a, there's a high high percent chance, no matter what, it's going to end up being great for me in my life. Low percent chance that it'll fuck me up. Very interesting. Do you, um, this will be a totally off topic. How long did you, um, how long did you meet your girlfriend? We will be dating for three years in October and I've known her for five. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, this is a great question then. What has dating her at now after, after eight years of knowing her or whatever, or five, 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 five years of knowing her. What has she taught you just just by her existing, her doing her thing? This is going to sound so shitty, like as if like I'm jabbing at her, but um, she's taught me patience because <laughs> no, like that sounds like so shitty. You're right? fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think that's in all relationships is to find patience. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm the kind of person that I don't want to say I don't need anybody. I think what I use... I don't like using the word use. What I use my girlfriend for is uh, physical comfort, meaning I, I, I like hugging her. I like being around her. I like, yeah. like when she, if she's got her, her hand on my shoulder, like I, that's what I need. I don't need anything else from her other than uh, that and maybe some um, verbal support when I ask for it. Um, so just love. You just want to yeah, feel loved. But I think what I do for her is um, I'm very good at um, – helping her through things she can't figure out on her own. And I don't mean like, how do I build this shelf? She can do that on her own. She's fucking fine with that. But like when it comes to life and figuring out life, um, I think we complement each other for the things that we need from each other. Um, whereas like, if I need to figure out life, um, I could ask for her opinion, but usually I'll do that on my own. When she has a problem, I'm like, all right, let's sit down and figure this out. I think um, that's what I do for her. And what she does for me is what, there's this thing called the Imago theory. And it's about, why you love and how you love. And one of the things it talks about is, uh, my friend tried to convince me that this is true. And at the time I didn't believe him. And I think now I'm trying, I'm starting to get it where you love somebody because they're basically like you're every son is looking for their mother and every daughter is looking for their father. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think when I was younger, I couldn't let go of my mother's arms. Like I was always cuddling with her. Um, and now that's all I do with Amanda is I, I love just, being consumed by her um yeah where she said that she actually can see um a, like her father in me i guess the way i talk and the way i, I um right her, and like, stuff. yeah teach her th- uh, coach her through things but um yeah that's i think what what i get out of her and what i've learned is that um and so his patience is um to be someone that she needs um but i have also learned that um 
like we like when we learn that our parents are their own people we learn that uh love isn't magic it's not um this thing that we find it's a, it's a thing that we build um and love is not guys love is not the happy moments love is not the times when we can't wait to see each other it, it, it's not holidays and cakes and parties and fireworks love is when you don't want to talk to each other love is when you're yelling at each other love is when you're upset and love is when you're having such a horrible time but you choose sorry if you could hear some dogs but you can choose to do something about this bad situation that's love it's choosing to move forward when you don't want to it's the compromise it's it's having the same values that are strong enough to keep you guys in sync with what you want in the future as long as you have the same values as somebody that relationship will continue. And I think you'll know how strong a relationship is at, after two or three years. That's what I've learned. 100%. That's that's dope. I've only dated someone for like, I think two years is my max. So that's that a was, long time. That's interesting to me. Yeah, and but the thing is, that year, that extra year, there's a shit ton of stuff that you'll learn that I just have, I haven't gone there yet. Um, so that's super interesting to me. Uh, and I've been single for so long, so I, I can't even remember what it's well, I mean, like, the, like your like lifestyle is, is hard to meet people. Like It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, and then for my final question, as an interviewer, as a podcast host uh-huh. yourself, what what has been like the, like what's something you've learned or like what's something that you want to, uh, I don't know. Like, I get, yeah, I guess what's something you've learned as a podcast host specifically rather than just like, not just being on podcasts, not listening to podcasts, like being a podcast host, what has that taught you about your life and like you as a person and stuff like that? I think it's gone, it's, I know it's been nine months, but I think it's gone so fast that I don't even realize that I've done this yet. Like I, I, I have, it hasn't hit me that I'm, I'm doing this. Same. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I haven't really learned anything. It's just, I've, it's reinforced things I've already known about myself, but like I, I've said, I think several times already is that like I'm very stressed out. I'm very like I'm looking for purpose. I'm looking for meaning, and I've and I've tried to learn that Mark, it's okay to be happy with yourself. It's okay to realize how much you're doing. Um, because sometimes I sit back and I think I'm like, holy shit! Like I met a lot of people. Like this is weird. Like I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> like if I didn't make this choice X amount of months ago. I wouldn't have met Kate. I wouldn't have met Vinny. I wouldn't have met Andy. I wouldn't have met, like so many people that I never would have had contact with, that I had conversations with, I I think I sit back and I'm like, holy shit, one choice, one move built something so large and it's happening so fast, I haven't realized it's happened yet. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know if that's me learning something or realizing it, but I think that was it's just it. a realization you had. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's uh. That's pretty. I feel like so many of our answers are like this, like the same thing I'm yeah. thinking. You're already thinking it. Like that's crazy. Yeah, man. And totally different come ups too. Like, I'm so excited to have you on because I'm not even gonna fucking like where you're like. So I guess my thing is podcasting. Like that's my my niche, right? So like yeah. that's obviously most of the things you talk about me with. But your niche is just being fucking wild America over here, and like that's <laughs> like although I'll talk about everything under the sun with you, like. That's the shit, like, I want to know about. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited, Kate. Yeah, and, and the, the best part is, or the, the, the weirdest part is, like, all the things I've done and places I've been, that's not really, like, what I'm going to remember from this trip. It's, like, how I've grown inside. And, yeah. Like, what it means and stuff like that. So, And that's what my podcast is about. It's about, like, finding yourself and knowing yourself. And there's a bunch of coincidences in my life that I don't believe are coincidences. 
I don't know what they are, but like the college I went to, my their motto was know thyself at the end when you graduate. And uh, that was like super interesting. My middle name is Journey. And is it really? Like, Joy, yeah, my, my, and I hated it all the time growing up, and now it's kind of interesting. You've got the coolest like, fucking name. Like, what the hell is Kate? Is that, that, is that the coolest <laughs> well, name I've ever up. heard? I hated it growing up. It, was, it wasn't like normal, you know? So, oh, but now so it's cool. cool. I lean into it. What the fuck? Uh, what's your, wait, what's that's where Joyage came from, because jo I was going to do Journey, but it's already taken, so I was like, okay, well, I like the word Voyage, and it's kind of like Journey, so then I made Joyage, and that's all that happened. But you got the coolest fucking name ever. Like, <laughs> I think it's cool. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming on. I'm very excited to go on your podcast. We're, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, look, this is what we'll do. Okay, I got to go to work in like an hour and a half. So yeah. Um, when do you want to put this up on your channel? Uh, this will be up this week. Okay, so right. when, I get, when I get home tonight or tomorrow, I'll send all this stuff to you. Okay. Um, but um, this is what we'll do. Uh, you keep doing your thing. Um, once you figure out what your driving schedule is going to be over the next three or four months, you let me know and you'll come yeah. down. Um, and when you come down, like you don't have to leave, like fucking you sleep here for a night or something or two nights, right. whatever you need to do, <laughs> we'll go out, we'll get something to eat. Um, we'll, we'll fuck it up. I'll introduce you to some oh, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't feel like you got to plan to come here and then find a way to leave again. Like you can sit for a second. Okay. Um, appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just figure out your schedule. And um, October, November, even December, we'll uh, we'll yeah. fuck it up. All right. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. I think this was a great conversation. We went literally all over the place, <laughs> like. Bro, I, crazy. I this was this was great. There's a lot of this is my first one. This is my first one, man. I yeah. I think I mean you did an incredible job, and I don't think um, thanks. Like this is this is exactly what I expected too. It was great. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. I tried to make it like more interview style for you, but it's just that's just like not natural for like a conversation, you know. And so, and I'm glad because you're able to talk at length and I don't have to feel like I need to talk to like yeah. fill in space. You know what I mean? So this is a really, this is a good experience, like learning experience. I feel like for both of us as hosts and also like, you know, I think experience. this is fantastic. And I, and yeah. I, I applaud you. I also think it's going to be cool that you're going to be like the first uh, stranger that I meet in real life from this podcast. <laughs> That's going to be fucking dope. <laughs> It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Right on. All right, man. Anything right, else? Uh, no, I'll just say bye to the cameras. We'll say. Peace. Hope you guys right, have a guys. great day. <laughs>